Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, 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 it's coming down the home stretch on Sunday Night Football. Let's go, Arnie. Let's go, Cyclones. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, my bad. Yeah, how about that, man? Wow. I didn't know if you were coming here today. I was prepared to do the show by myself today. Yeah, I, yes, I, I'm aware. Every time there's a close game or a Sooners loss, you think for some reason I'm not going to show up. But wow, you're attacking me now. Can Slow we, down. Can, can we go Slow through down. the laundry list of how many times Jeez. I actually haven't shown up for the show? Wow. Look how mad you are. I saw you on TV. Was there not a tear in your eye? No. I wasn't. It's sure? what happens when you turn the ball over, man. They should have. They should have <laughs> lost that game. See, but uh, good teams still find a way to win. Uh, look, I'm trying to show like some Arizona. compassion. I'm not, this is new for me. I'm trying to show some compassion. Uh, uh, this is what you call <laughs> compassion. Well, opening up the show. Me. Ah, Cyclones. Are you probably again good name a single player on their team? Uh, let ahead. me tell you, Purdy. But let me tell you something. Um, that's all I need to know because if he would have gotten that two pointer, I don't think I. I don't think you would have shown up for like a month. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, if you're gonna do this bit all night long, go ahead. This is what happens when you turn the ball over late in the game. They almost got beat, but you know what, Arnie? Here's what happens yes. when you're still a good team. You win a game. You don't get your asses kicked by teams like wow. Oregon State. 
Uh, I don't know. Who's up next to destroy your Wildcats? Hawaii. (laughs) Hawaii. Yeah. That's okay. We got basketball. Aren't you getting beat right now by Illinois? No, we're squashing them. Stop it, please. Are you sure? Have you checked it recently? Yeah, it's 82-64, and I've got the game on the Pac-12 network. Okay. I I had like... I had like 78-65 at one, or 78-64 at one point, but okay. Watch out for those fighting Illini. They can use that Lovey Smith beard strength. All right, we got a lot to get to uh, yes. here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All you have to do is visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Yes, we have tons to get to from college football today. Uh, I, I rarely do this, but I did want to open with a tweet because our man, the, the chief, leader of the Bills Mafia has already checked in. Paul said, let's just talk college football tonight. My Bills are frauds. They let Freddie Bleeping Kitchens beat them. How pathetic. Now they're going to lose to the Dolphins next week. Boy, what a catch. <laughs> Speaking of interesting situations, what a yeah. little catch 22 for you, right? Yeah. Because yeah. now your Dolphins have put together back-to-back wins. What are you going to do? It makes you wonder. We can't even suck right. Is that is that incredible <laughs> or what? Um, You know, at this point, I don't even think uh, uh, Tua and Joe Burrow is going to be on the board by the time the Dolphins pick. The only thing that we have going in our favor is that we have so many draft picks, we should be able to trade up and package um, just about anything um, if we can move up and get one of those quarterbacks. It, it's still possible as we have so many picks out there, but, yeah, this whole winning thing has kind of put a damper in the year. By the way, how good did Joe Burrow look? I, every, every time that oh, I try to move forward, I keep kind of falling geez. back to Alabama LSU yesterday, and not only how good how Burrow looked, but, you know, I'd been one of those who – I've been a believer in LSU since day one, but – the sudden, man, I think Burrow might be the top pick in the draft, and he might be a guy that's that's viewed ahead of Tua Tungabailoa. I didn't really buy it. And then when we see it like that yesterday in that environment, we're through, what, the first half he had one incompletion, and then ugh, I just – I'm sorry, Arnie. I'm, he, I'm all in on the Joe Burrow train right now. It took me a while, right? Yeah. And, then, and I'm did, only talking about NFL over, over right. well, college he was, right now. He was the best quarterback on the field yesterday – and also, he should be taken ahead of Tua um, based on now with the, what, two surgeries? Or is it three surgeries? It's at least two surgeries. No, it's um, two. It's two, okay. but it's on se- it's on separate ankles. In other words, oh, one's well, on the makes right and one's better. on the left. That, that, sure, that makes it better. Um, I, I, because, listen, because nothing, you were all in on him two weeks yeah, ago. Now all of a sudden nothing, he gets beat and you're done with him. Nothing's going to happen to him when he gets to the NFL. He'll go 100% non-injured. Um, yeah, I, I think I've got the yeah I've got to take Joe Burrow with my uh, with my number one pick if I need a quarterback. That's for sure. By the way, this is also the same man who was ready to give Ryan Fitzpatrick a lifetime contract after three weeks last year with the Buccaneers. So, are you ready to give him a lifetime contract with the Dolphins after back to back wins? Now, why well, he's ruined the year for us, man? What are you kidding me or what? He's destroyed the whole year. We got a lot to get to, as I mentioned on the show tonight. Obviously, if you want to jump in, the best way to get in touch with the show is on Twitter. Arnie's at Stinking Genius One, S T I N K I N Genius, and the number one. I'm at Plank Show, and of course, everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. We're guest free, which is kind of unique for the first hour. But yeah. John Middlecoff's going to join us, and he he needed to be pushed back a little bit later on because we've got a heck of a story going on right now with Sunday Night Football and a pretty good one between the Vikings and the Cowboys. So we'll talk to John Middlecoff in hour two. And then at the bottom of hour number two, that'd be 1230 Eastern, 930 Pacific. Todd Furman live from Vegas. Yep. Talk about what the uh, numbers are looking like for the rest of the season. I'm pumped to talk to Todd, Arnie.
I think no, he's got and, good you stuff. know, I, I was just going to say, since we have a little time before we really get full-fledged into the NFL, I'm just wondering from you, because we brought this up yesterday, and actually Torres brought this up, what do you do with Minnesota? What a great story. Um, I know they haven't had the hardest schedule, but, I mean, that victory over Penn State was impressive. Do you somehow jump them up into that top four? Is that just too yeah. ridiculous to even think about? Why not? I well, mean, because they were they were number seventeen or something. But, like but that. keep in keep in mind, yeah. keep in mind, and and I know this is this is a really hard thing to fathom, and I this is where my college football dorkness will come out, and okay. most be like, dude, come on, man. But <laughs> it's like the Maller Militia a couple weeks ago. I started talking college football, and you would have thought I brought up figure skating or something. But uh, and no offense <laughs> to figure skaters, but uh, Arnie, every week is supposed to be where you got the men in black, uh, I don't know what it's called, the lot, and, it, and your your mind is wiped clean. Where where you're ranked the week before is supposed to be irrelevant every single week. They they created that when they jumped Iowa State from or excuse me, Ohio State, they're stuck in my head. When they jumped Ohio State from like 6 to 3 in year 1 or 6 to 4 whatever that is. So they've kind of stayed with that as a mindset of every single week, it doesn't matter where you were the week before. If you were 14, you could still be four. Or if you were two, you could still be out of it. Yeah, I mean, well, then, not that Chris, how do, you, how do you then justify jumping somebody ahead of a bunch of other teams that all won, though? That's my whole point. Um, yes, granted, they played Penn State. Um, but, you know, should you jump uh, six, seven, eight, nine teams that all have won or maybe of one to go ahead and do that. That that sounds a little obsessive, you know? How many losses do those teams that you're jumping have? They they all have one or two probably. And how many yeah. teams how many teams Minnesota has zero, yeah. Exactly. There you go. They're an undefeated power five conference team. And regardless of what you think about their resume, I mean <laughs> They just spanked – well, I don't want to get too carried away here, but they beat a Penn State team right. that we had as one of the top four teams in our rankings. So and you expect if, them to be in the top four or five when the rankings come out? I, yeah, I do. I really do. Now, I, wow. I've got a little – I got it. it's still very early in this process. I, I'm, I'm still getting over uh, CeeDee Lamb dropping a football and Jalen Hurts <laughs> throwing it right to an Iowa State player, Arnie. So I haven't allowed myself <laughs> to fully go all in yet. But right. do you – okay, like, here's a good – yeah. I guess, kind of idea for you. Do you remember when we would talk to our buddy Dave Bartu from College Football Matrix right. quite a bit? He He's still grinding away on this, and it kind of they feel as if there's no such thing as the eye test and that the, uh, the eye test is truly a mathematical formula, and I haven't had a chance to kind of dig – to see where oh, those you're really numbers. geeking out now. I told, I warned, I warned, I told you, I warned you. <laughs> but but their their whole mindset was there's a number because I, and, and I gave you kudos about this the other day. What was your biggest complaint about a playoff committee? It was now oh, there's no way they're watching all these right. games. You're right. right. There is no way possible that you can watch all of these games from start to finish. Right. You've got to count on people. You got to rely on people. You got to have people that help you. So in other words, they feel like the committee uses a mathematical formula to help them make sense of everything that's going on. So in my mind, in my world, you got to reward the undefeated. And I'm not trying to give away a segment for later in the show, but right. in buy or sell. And like I said, I'm still kind of very early in this. It's Sunday night. Uh, but I've got LSU one, Ohio State two. I think they'll jump Clemson up to three after they were five last week. And I think they'll have Minnesota four. So are you are you trying to tell me that margin of victory then plays into a Does not matter. The- well, there, you just, well, you just said that they use mathematical formula to decide. It's called uh, game control now, Arnie, not margin yeah. of victory. 
I'm not lying. I'm not making it up. It's okay. called game control because they didn't like the idea of having a team win 56 to 0. So they they tweaked that during the BCS days. So now they've come up with this again, statistical formula they that they call game control. And it's basically mar- margin of victory. I don't know why you're not on the committee, to be honest with you. That's crazy. So. Well, because I would say game control is dumb. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the most idiotic thing uh... that you have talked about in the history of mankind, Plank. Quick sucking our will to live. But to answer your question, <laughs> uh, I do think that Minnesota it, it will end up in the top four. Now, here's the other thing. Yeah. I also think they're going to end up with two losses. <laughs> I also <laughs> think that they're going to get beat twice before the season ends. And I, I think the same thing could be said for another not talked about power five undefeated in Baylor. I think they could end up with a couple of losses before all is said and done. So, so that, we'll see that, how that means well, I'm just kind of curious what you think they're going to lose to what Iowa or Wisconsin or uh, yeah. Is that what you're th- yeah, I, I think I think that they'll lose to Iowa and Wisconsin. I don't know where that would put them in the uh, Big 12 championship conversation uh, because both of those teams. Well, I mean, I, I, I would assume that. I was out of it because they have three losses, and Illinois is technically ahead of them right now in the wow. Big Ten West. But, I mean, this is grueling down the stretch, and they've got to go to Iowa next week, and then they've got to go uh, – then they're back home to take on Wisconsin in the final week, and I think there's a good chance they could lose both of those. But I'm not here to rain on their parade, Arnie. That's down right. the road, and that's my that's my perspective. And I'm sure a Minnesota fan will be like, well, why don't you beat – Iowa State by more. Great, fine, whatever. But I'm just that's kind of how I'm viewing things right now as you kind of look forward in the college football 14 playoff rankings, which will come out Tuesday night. Now, are, are you looking at it differently? Do you think that they'll kind of stay around six or seven? Oh, well, first of all, I thought they were probably going to jump up, but I didn't know if they were going to jump up ahead of the two Pac-12 schools. So I thought maybe like number eight uh, right around there, um, you know, depending on how far Penn State dropped and all that. So. Right. I figured, you know, it could be right around there, but I'm not sure. I would love to see them in the top four. I just didn't think that was possible. I think, it's, you know, last last week when you and I talked about this, I told you I thought Penn State would be in the four-team playoff, and no one else did. You know, there was right. only yes, a handful did. of yes. people because they thought it would be Clemson. Um, I, I kind of like to think – I understand how this committee and this Does group still have Trevor things? Lawrence. I'm just checking on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. And, okay, just and, checking, just checking. And, and, and I had to laugh today because there were people that said, "Well, did you see what they do to North Carolina State?" Uh, yeah, it's impressive, but again, it's—I mean, it, 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 it's still not what I think people need to see from Clemson to truly buy in yet, but they're going to end up in the 14 playoff. They're, they're, no one's going to beat them in the ACC. I mean, Wake Forest got destroyed by Virginia Tech. They're they're going to play a team that's going to have three losses in their ACC championship well, I, game. So I they're going to end up, up in the playoffs. I brought this up last night. I said because of Minnesota and Baylor, that's the reason alone why we need to have eight teams to make sure, you know, if they go undefeated, that they would somehow get into the playoff. And the chance that they may, both may go undefeated. Hey, let me pose this to you, though. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that the Oregon Ducks have a really good shot of ending up in this mix. Uh, I think they're right in the heart of it right now. And do not do you guys have Oregon left, or do you guys have Utah left for Arizona? I can't remember off the top of my head, but they're, both Utah and Oregon's schedule is paved. And if you get to a situation where you've got, say, oh, I don't know, uh, Oklahoma, Oregon, a couple of other teams out there at one loss and there's one spot, 
and Oregon's only loss is an underthrown Bo Nix oh, touchdown to pass in the first game of the season. Auburn, who they Arnie's never gonna... should have won that game. Auburn, and 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 uh, and I know he has to recuse himself, but the com- uh, the, the athletic director at Oregon is the commissioner of the Pac-12, and they've been out of it for a couple of years. I'm not sleeping on Oregon quite yet, man. I think they're still very much alive in this because and it's not like he has doesn't have friends on the committee though that of doesn't course. have to recuse themselves, you know. Yeah, that that's still one of my favorite things that I I can't stop laughing. Well, I walk out of the room. Well, that doesn't mean you still don't carry a pretty big stick in this conversation. Regardless, college football playoff conversations front and center. And just since we spent most of the first segment on it, Arnie, it's so cool whenever you have a game that you hype and you talk about for weeks because yeah. you had a bye week, and and it and it comes to fruition, lives up to the hype, everything you wanted out of it. I feel like we got, you know, LSU in the game control mindset felt like they had tons of game control in that, but Alabama finds a way to fight back at the end and had an opportunity. So I thought well, Saturday afternoon in Tuscaloosa was amazing. I love it. Of course, we're getting ripped where Chick Kern says, um, you guys both know that Tua basically played on one leg right out of the ER, right? You- He's right. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, but the show's today. We didn't, you know, ask me next week, and I'll, I'll let you know what I think about him next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch. When when Alabama destroys Auburn in three weeks and two with throws for 500 yards and six touchdowns, Arnie will be back to wanting him at Miami. So <laughs> just, just know that, Chick. All right, hey, uh, listen, update from Dallas. Big moment here. Wow. There's 44 seconds. Arnie, beware. Your feet is ahead of ours, okay? Good. Don't ruin it for Bobo. 44 seconds left in the game. Dallas is down 28-24 to Minnesota. They have a fourth and five at the 14-yard line of Minnesota. Is this a big moment where they find Jason Witten? Is this a moment where Amari Cooper continues to have a big night? Dak's going to throw, and it's knocked away. Oh, my. Dallas unable to convert, and Minnesota will take over. 28-24, 40 seconds left. Dallas has all three timeouts, but uh, again... Probably not going to get an opportunity uh, unless they block a punt here. But a tough break on what looked to be a pretty good route. Who is he going to, Arnie? Zeke? Was he trying to get Elliott out in the flat? Yes, yep, he, he was. was. Yes, and, he was. Oh, my. Kendricks with the coverage. Got a hand out and knocked uh, it down. Big time defensive play. Yes. We'll recap it when – stop it. We'll recap it when we come back. <laughs> Listen, man, Bobo and I have had fun. I don't need you putting him in a bad mood right now. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. We're recapping Sunday night football next as the Vikings appear to have knocked off the Cowboys. And we've got all the details right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's a final, but oh. how we got there is wild. Wow. Minnesota has beaten Dallas 28-24. to more on the final seconds in a moment. But first, Arnie and Plank brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit score card today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Arnie, when I saw the hand catch the Hail Mary, I thought it was a cowboy player at first. <laughs> I thought, oh, my gosh, we need to have a live mic in studio right now. But oh, instead- you can hear Bobo's voice. Um, already he's he's all bitter because they lost. If you just knew before the start of the season that your team was going to suck, you wouldn't be so disappointed. But well, again, you had the them is. in the Super Bowl two weeks ago, so I just I listened. I let Bobo fill out my slip. <laughs> that's I, I think that's incorrect. <laughs> but hey, I, I it was a wild finish. In fact, as soon as we went to break after the Vikings were able to hold on fourth down. They tried to run a pitch play. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that Dalvin. Why would Cook you do bobbled. that? Why would you I do that? <laughs> Hand the ball off. Go three and out. Joe Pasarczyk. Come on, who called oh. the play? Joe Pasarczyk called. Oh, that play. Good recall, Arnie. Thank good you. Recall. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just a uh, kind of an odd inning. Cowboys got the ball back, couple of quick throws, and then the hail mary. Curse intercepted it in the end zone to win the game. Here, here's a couple of tweets that have rolled across my timeline. Oh, I bet Arnie. they're coming in good. Fireable offense screwing up that drive with plays that haven't worked all damn night. Uh, here's another one. Omari Cooper has been unstoppable tonight, yet their three biggest plays of the game, they don't call his number? Wow. Uh, um, wow. Uh, our buddy Jeff Schwartz tweeted, said, that was so pathetic. Cowboys play callers, y'all went down the field passing the ball, but went super conservative and lost the game. Congrats. Uh, And then Alex Kirshner, running backs are nice people, but the Cowboys just had second and short and tried to give it to the most expensive running back in history three times with a game on the line and it failed. All three times. That's of course going back a little bit earlier, but still you get the stretch you get the point. Down the stretch, the Cowboys offensive play calling 
I think the best way to put it, guys, what, leaving a lot to be desired here? Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. Um, but, you know, we see this. We saw this with the Browns today and their play calling um, when they get around to the goal line. People are that one to, to two yards. That's the toughest two yards in football. Um, people have to realize don't outthink the room. Um, you know, right. keep it simple, stupid. And that's what a lot of people are doing. That's why they're not getting in. The Cowboys held the Vikings to 43 yards on 12 carries in the first half. On the drive that ended in Dalvin Cook's touchdown, the Vikings ran it 11 times for 62 yards. Uh, Unbelievable. And then keep this in mind. Amari Cooper, listen, I've got to fully admit, you know, there's a part of me, I'm a diehard Raiders fan. That's what I love about sports radio now is that back in the day we used to have to, oh, well, I'm not biased. I'm a journalist. Oh, no, no, no. I'm biased. I'm a Raiders fan. So as long as I put it out there, I feel like you guys can accept it and embrace it. So I'm pretty bitter when I see Amari Cooper doing the things he's doing in Dallas. But you know what, Arnie? I'm actually – I'm kind of starting to dig it because the dude's hurt. You know, he is hurt. He's got a he's got a messed up knee. He's been battling what what Bobo ankle injuries. There's been foot problems all year long, and he's going out there and he's doing that, making plays like he did all night long. Let me tell you, I, I know that Jerry's got to decide what he's going to do with Dak, but right. my man better lock up Amari Cooper because you're, he was a stud tonight. And your Raiders are a yeah. half mm-hmm. game behind first place. How crazy is that? You, you, you you're loving you that. You can't get me started. You can't get me started. You yes, can't I get can. me started can on I the Raiders. Can I say something real quick about this game Bobo. before yeah, you go ahead, Look, it's Bobo. Uh, Arnie, shut 11 up. catches, by the way, for Coop tonight. <laughs> Here, uh, Bobo, 147 yards and, and a touchdown. Go ahead. Respect to Coop. But I'm with, the, I'm with the person who tweeted. There's no reason in that last play that you throw that ball to Zeke. Zeke didn't do nothing this entire game. And right. I love Zeke. Zeke is one of the top running backs in the, in the league right now. But for me, if you see Zeke is not having a game, I'm not giving him a chance at the last second to show that, hey, I'm, I'm Ezekiel Elliott and I can do something. With the kind of game that Omari Cooper was having, Jason Garrett uh-huh. needed to step in and be like, hey, you know what? Let's get his ball to Coop because he's pulling out these catches. He's doing this miraculous. He's playing like a beast right now. Give him a mm-hmm. shot. There was no reason. He literally, you just gave the ball to Zeke. Zeke literally stopped and fell the next play. And hey, let's try to throw it to him and see what happens. You can ask Buddy. I literally repeated before after the play, I kept saying, Don't get a ball to Zeke. Don't get a ball to Zeke. Don't get a ball to Zeke. Moment he threw the ball. He threw the ball to Zeke, didn't he? Zeke I think the his ball, name is didn't. Jason uh, Kitchens is what his name is. Dude, I don't oh, <laughs> you know. this God, man. Oh, this Jason is, Garrett. Uh, this is Jason Garrett. I can't blame this nobody be, but Jason Garrett. This has got to be enraging right now, uh, and I'm not just trying to say because, I listen, I, I, I hate it when my friend's teams lose. Arnie embellishes it. I, I, I root it, against so. the Cowboys. I love it. I, I, and, and he I hates the it. Cowboys to begin Arnie, with. I need but one of your teams I, to go over 500 one year before you talk crap know, about right? anybody else's team. I need the Knicks to go over 500. One. I need the Dolphins one. to go over 500. Wow. I need the damn uh, Giants. Giants to go over 500. <laughs> Whatever like school your mom. son plays for, I need them to go over 500. <laughs> they won two games this year. Exactly. So until that happens, you are forbidden to talk mess about so anybody nice. else's Teams. Now you know why when I lived in Dallas for two years, it was the longest 14 years of my life. Uh, because every year here's is like seven crazy, years in dog years. Here's the crazy thing, though, yeah. Bobo, Cowboy fan. And, and again, I'm not trying to, to shine it up. I get it. It's it's frustrating. It's disappointment. Uh, disappointing. Y'all are mad, and, and you have every right to be. 
Oh, they'll still win. The but you're still tied. You're still tied for first place in your division. And even though you're five and four, you would still be in line to host a playoff game. Yeah. Let me repeat yeah. that. You'd still be in line, despite what happened tonight, to host a playoff game. And I think that I just means they'll lose at home in front of the home crowd. That's great. <laughs> hey, guess who? Guess who we play next, though? Who do we play next? Do you, you play the Eagles next? Uh-uh. Play the Lions next. So it should be an easy game. Oh, oh that's a win. Yeah, but who's after that? <laughs> uh, after the Lions, you go to the Patriots. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> quick turnaround, too. Uh, okay. They're overrated. But how about this? Here. <laughs> at, at Lions, <laughs> at New England, and then home for the Bills, but that Bills game is on a four-day rest, which is yep. wild that that still happens in the National Football League. After so who? Cowboys, after the Patriots. Cowboys, uh, after the Patriots. Cowboys lose tonight, but still very much alive. And I saw a wild stat this week. There was uh, a percentage out there where I think it was like a 30% chance that the Cowboys and the Vikings end up playing each other in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. So th- this could have ended up being – a first-round playoff preview in the NFC. All right, we, we've got a lot to get to on the show. We spent the first segment talking a little college football. We just wrapped up the Vikings win on Sunday Night Football as they have knocked off the Cowboys. Uh, final score in that game, 28-24. to And when we come back, we'll dive into what we learned in Week 10 of the National Football League. But right now, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio, Steve DeSager is in the house as just about everything's the final except a little NBA tonight, right, That's Steve? That's right. The Lakers have fallen behind at home, 89-81 to Toronto, nine minutes left. You were talking Cowboys, so technically they would still be division leaders, right? They're 5-4, and four, Eagles 5-4, and four, and the Cowboys have already beaten them head-to-head. That's the Thanksgiving Cowboys game, by the way, against Ooh. the Buffalo Bills after the in a couple weeks when it's Dallas at New England. And then next month, Dallas is playing Rams in Philadelphia, FYI. We were at the last two weeks on this show, we brought up the playoffs pairings and who would be in, who would get the last spot if it ended today. It's just crazy. It's craziness. There are five and four teams all over in both conferences. It's going down to the final week or two conservatively, I think we can say that, tonight. And by the way, don't let this uh, pass you about, yeah, Dallas got stopped and they lose and they could have won it. Dallas would have won this game if Kyle Rudolph didn't make a great catch on that two-point yeah. conversion. Oh, that was awesome. Because then it would be 26-24 instead, and the Cowboys, instead of getting stopped on downs in the fourth quarter, would have just kicked the field goal. They were in the red zone. And they even got the ball back once more after that in the final minute. Kyle Rudolph with two one-yard touchdown receptions in the first quarter and that key two-point conversion catch later. So Minnesota 28-24 the final, and the Vikings are 7-3. and three. You know, Dallas had started the season 3-0, and oh, but the three wins were against the Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins. Yeah, passes. Now, now they are 5-4 and four overall. Amari Cooper, 11 catches for 147 and a score. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Green Bay stops Carolina at the one yard line on the final play in the snow to beat the Panthers 24 16. Aaron Jones, three touchdown runs. Pittsburgh won its fourth straight. Rams had four turnovers in a loss at Pittsburgh 17 12. Miami, a 16-12 winner at Indianapolis with two field goals in the last six minutes, both of them 48-yarders. Tennessee blocks a Kansas City field goal attempt on the final play, defeating the Chiefs 35-32. The craziness is, remember, the Tannehill touchdown pass with about 30 seconds to go only came for Tennessee 
after the botched Kansas yeah. City field goal attempt <laughs> and a grounding call on the holder with right, about a I minute and that. a half to go. It's just, I mean, Kansas awesome. City had no business losing this game. They only punted once all day. Casey has 530 yards of offense in an NFL game and loses. Wow. And a big upset for Atlanta to win at New Orleans 26-9, and Baltimore won its fifth straight game. Arkansas fired coach Chad Morris. The team is 0-14 in conference games in his two years there. LSU is number one in the new AP and coaches polls in college football. Alabama down to number four. Georgia is number five. Georgia at Auburn Saturday. The new playoff committee rankings, the one that count come Tuesday night. Danny Hamlin won the NASCAR race at Phoenix. U.S. Women's Soccer won its final game of the year, 6-0 over Costa Rica in an exhibition in Jacksonville. College Hoops, Florida State with the upset win at number 6, Florida 63-51. Number 21, Arizona over Illinois tonight, 90-69. Updating the late Laker game, Toronto now up 10 without the injured Kyle Lowry or Serge Ibaka, 91-81 Raptors with under 9 minutes to go against a Laker team that for the moment is seven and one back to you sorry i was trying to listen to what jerry jones is saying here and i'd missed my cue to say oh my strike goodness. one on he didn't me he didn't fire uh nothing no I, he, I legitimately you guys this was a comedy of errors whenever DeSager said back to you i i just want to break down the fourth wall here real quick because <laughs> on our I show have, we can do that yeah, yeah so he, here here we go I have a TV that's legitimately probably three feet in front of my face, okay? And Jerry Jones is on it, and he popped on. I thought, ooh, DeSager is rolling. Let me see what he's saying. Well, as I turned it up, I realized, oh, wait, I have to do it on the TV because the remote doesn't work. And then by the time I cranked up the TV and muted my mic, I heard you say, back to you. So I'm sitting here holding the remote, trying to turn it down. The remote doesn't work. I can't hear what Jerry Jones is saying. My mic is muted. I can't figure out how to turn it back on. I'm a disaster right now. With your TV, it's probably three minutes behind, and Jerry Jones just finished talking anyway. I'm a DirecTV subscriber and a customer, so it's just a nightmare. By the way, on the NFC, uh, NFC playoff, updating the NFC playoff chase, it's pretty much win your division or you're not in the way the NFC yeah. East is going because these Vikings Jeez. that won yet again tonight, that's the team that's got the last playoff spot. At 7-3, and three, that's the team that's got the last playoff spot. The Rams are 5-4, wow. and four, could miss. Other Cowboys time. or Eagles, 5-4, or four, could miss. Panthers, 5-4. and four. Those teams could all miss the playoffs. 2-4 and four in the last six games for the Cowboys after a 3-0 and oh start. All right, thanks to Sager. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know, I am concerned about one thing, though, Chris. Um, What's that? I don't think there are any more Kansas City Chief fans left. I, <laughs> I, I, they're all gone. Um, last year, there was like close to 60, 70 million right, uh, right. texting us. Now, not one. So um, we'll, we'll maybe have to we check should reloc- just relocate them or something like that, I guess. You know, one of one of these nights on the show, we'll have to get our buddy Rob Collins, the sports director for, I believe, a Fox affiliate up in Kansas City because uh, there seemed to be, based on his Twitter feed, Arnie, a lot of Kansas City Chief fans in Nashville today really? there, seemed, there seemed to be a lot of chief fans in the house and because they're not in kansas city i guess because- <laughs> anymore 
But 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 keep this in mind, man. They they were on cloud nine. Where we they got not? offensive line problems, you idiot. Stop saying that. Okay, because you're the only team that has offensive right. line problems. Well, and and then you you, you kind of felt like we we staved off the struggle. If we're a Kansas City fan, right? We found a way to survive the struggle because we went out, took care of business with Patrick Mahomes out, and still found a way. To, to win a guy, what, go one and one in, in games that Mahomes didn't start. He comes back, Tennessee stinks, and what happens? Ugh, Tennessee doesn't stink. How about the timing on the blocked field goal? It was, and it wasn't offsides. I know some Chief fans were hot about that, and we'll play the audio later. But my goodness, Tennessee did a really nice job. It was almost as if Tennessee said today, yeah, go put up all your yards. We'll hit some plays that we have no business hitting and end up winning this game. I, there's a chance like. that my Raiders may win that division please over Kansas say, City. Kansas, don't say, don't do that yeah, Kansas me. City may not, win the, may not go to the playoffs. Why would you do that to yeah, me, I got to put the jinx on you somehow. Please don't, please don't. Did I already mention that we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports <laughs> yeah. Radio Studios? It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance uh, with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is is figuring out which way is easier. All right, we got a little bit of time left in this segment. So let's start, Arnie, our Week 10 recap now that the Vikings and the Cowboys game is over, 28-24. Minnesota knocks off Dallas. But, again, that could very very well be a first-round playoff preview if the Cowboys end up winning the NFC East. So uh, I'll ask one of those favorite questions that we like to ask every single Sunday night. Yes. Whose season ended today? Whose season came to an end today? Um, and I was thinking about this before the show. I'm like, which team? Well, it's easy for me because I was going to say the Colts, 5-3. and three. They're playing the Dolphins. They're at home. A win puts them to 6-3. and three. They're feeling good. They'll get by the injury until they get Jacoby Brissett back. They'll continue to roll for the playoffs. Whoa, not so fast. My Dolphins, the juggernauts, if they had got off to a good start, they'd be looking at a playoff spot. Come in and beat you 16-12. Shame on you to lose to the Dolphins, even though they're playing better. Um, you deserve that. Your season ended. Uh, and I know they still have a chance, but you deserve that. Your season ended uh, with a loss to the Dolphins. I know that they're not in a really bad spot yet. They're still 6-3. and three. But, Arnie, I kind of think the Bills season may have come to an oh, end. Oh, wow. Today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes, man. Pump the brakes. And, again, here's the upcoming schedule. Just just for, you know, I almost cussed, S and Gs, if you will. Uh, they're at Miami next week, which is now a juggernaut, as we've learned. No more they, 17 and a half points with the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> they take on Denver. So let, let's just say I, they, they win those two games. They're sitting at eight and three. They're looking pretty, right? Then they go to the Cowboys. They've got the Ravens at home. They've got to go to the Patriots, and they've got to go to, our, they've got to, go to the Steelers and the Patriots. Ouch. Arnie, if they don't win these next two games – if they don't take care of business and aren't sitting at eight and three during that stretch, oh, they could be in big trouble. If they just split it, say they're seven and four, they could be looking at maybe being what, maybe seven and eight heading wow. into their final weekend. I'm, I'm just looking at. I'm not trying to be negative, Paul. I'm not yes, trying to be are. negative, Bills Mafia. I just think today was one of those games that they should have, could have, and needed to win with their challenging schedule down the stretch to keep their playoff hopes. What are the chances of my Dolphins winning out the rest of the way and making the playoffs? That's what I want to know. Ooh. So um, stuck. Good question. <laughs> by the way, uh, interesting one thrown out by, was that Lee that threw out a team whose season could, could have ended today? And this might have been Lee who was just uh, still on a high because his Packers did it. 
But did the Panther season come to an end today with their life? Even though it was a good game, a great game. Yeah, the aesthetics of the snow, it was incredible. But now you're looking at the Carolina Panthers who have lost two of their last three games, including that 51-13 loss to the Niners. They're sitting in their division at five and four. They're two back. If you're five and four in the NFC, you're probably not getting a wild card. No, you're not. So could we put the Panthers in that list with what I where I put the Bills and who did you put in your list of seasons ended today? Yeah, the Colts. But the I, Colts, I would say man. yes, the the Panthers also, um, because like you mentioned, they're going to be two games behind the Saints still, and what a horrible loss for the Saints. We'll get to that later on. Mm. Uh, and also, as you pointed out, they're not going to get a wild card spot. So um, they really, really. Uh, finish their season today. I don't think they're going to go ahead and catch anybody, and they won't make the wild card, so they're done for the year. Let's go positive when we come back to the Geico Fox no, Sports no, Radio why? Studios. Why? Who looked great and who saved their season? We'll go all in on week 10 of the NFL, plus John Middlecoff right around the corner, right here with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. John Middlecoff is coming up next from the Three and Out podcast. 
good Twitter follow as well, too. Uh, Arnie, want a couple of tweets here real quick? Before I already we... got 11 picks for my pick segment already. That's what I'm talking about. You're making me 11. very happy right now. 11. 11. I got to start keeping tabs on these things. 11. I feel actually throwing a 12 because I, one's going to be, uh, well, Minnesota, where they're going to be ranked. So 12 of them. <laughs> Are you like, just, I don't want to give it away. Yeah. But was I able to change your outlook on it at all? No, I don't have him in the okay. top four, but I have him close. All right. Okay. Yeah. A uh, couple of uh, quick tweets. By the way, Eddie, on our game control conversation. Game control equals don't beat the crap out of the snowflakes rule. I say let the victors pile on the po- points so the opposition and their fans will never forget. Ouch. <laughs> uh, uh, Dupree writes, y'all can skip talking about the Saints game. Dude, I- I'm telling you what. I, I have in buy or sell just something for you to think about and put in your think tank, Arnie, that week 10 so far may go down as the hardest to figure out or weirdest week so far in 2019. Miami wins again over the Colts, who are probably going – well, we're in position to go to the right. playoffs. The Saints and the Chiefs uh, lose. The Saints, Saints as a double-digit favorite. Bismo. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I guess you could throw in the Browns win as a 3-6 and six team over a team that was uh, – uh, well, they're three and six now, but I mean, yeah, six and two, six and two. Right. I just wow. What a weird day in the National Football League. So we'll skip talking about it, but it still does not make any sense to me what happened specifically. And was that about as hard to figure out as any of them? I was watching a lot of that game, too, for some reason in Atlanta, just defensively put the clamps on them. Um, even though for a while, Drew Brees had only mis, you know, misconnected on like two passes. They couldn't get anything going. It was it was the craziest thing. They were just like, you know, just sputtering along. Couldn't get the ball in the end zone for a while. By the way, I was just watching the highlights, and I can't believe that we're almost an hour into the show and we haven't talked about the whatever that was on one of the early field goal opportunity or one of the late field goal opportunities in the fourth quarter by the Chiefs. Oh. I mean, when <laughs> Are you talking about where the uh, – He just throws it in the he air. He just throws it. Well, what do you want him to do with it, you know? I, I, I mean, again, I understand it was a bad snap, but it was just, it was weird to me to be watching an NFL game and you have the holder. I guess the snap came early, is is the only thing I can come up with. And he basically just launches it up in the air and looked confused, but wild finishing that game. Uh, by the way, my Bills pick, uh, Paul writes, this happened to the Bills in 2008 and 2011. Started both years six and two. And ended seven and nine, six and ten. It's over. Game over, man. The Bills are done. Wow. That that's a horrible collapse. So one year they lost eight in a row, and the other year they lost seven of eight. That's yes. crazy. Uh that's not good. Mike writes the Dolphins might end up with the sixth seed in the miserable AFC. You know, they're still alive, believe it or not. I mean, if if they were in the if they were in the AFC or in the NFC, they'd be done so done, yeah. but Miami and New York, the Jets now battling for that last spot in the AFC East, and neither have been eliminated from the playoffs yet. So I, I, I guess you could say keep hope, so keep hope alive. What would you do if they rallied and won like six in a row? I would go to the, the game. Fr- I would go to the playoff game. <laughs> I would wear my, uh, my – I'd cross out the back where it said Tua and think of somebody they would take like halfway through the first round or something. It's still kind of amazing to think that, and we talk about this a lot, it is so hard to quote-unquote tank in the NFL because you will almost back into wins, right? You'll almost end Tell up Tell that in a to situation. Cincinnati. All right, let's uh, just keep moving here. Uh, 
Eddie writes, Arnie, they showed a close-up of Jerry Jones. That means the Cowboys were done for the evening. I was trying to listen to Jerry. He's got to be pretty hot right now with kind of oh, the way think? things have played out. Yeah, and I know you've been a you've been a big believer in this, and I'm not trying to sound morbid or anything, but Jerry's getting up there in age, right? I mean, he's 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 pushing mid seventies to the eighties. He knows that there's not going to be a ton of opportunities down the road. Steven has a little bit more of a of a long-range vision. That's why he caved in on the whole Zeke holdout. I agree. He said, all right, just give him the money. And at the time, I know you and I went back and forth on this quite a bit, and I was a firm believer that, no, 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 Jerry Jones is going to stand in, and in this instance, he's going to prove a point. That's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. And he's and he's battling, and he's fighting, and he's trying to find a way to keep this team relevant in that NFC playoff chase, and it's, it's just not happening right now. And then uh, one more quick one. Uh, this one is from Jonathan who writes, Arnie's Arizona Wildcats should be demoted to the Mountain West Conference and promote Boise State to the Pac-12. Wow. You, you could win a conference championship there probably, right? I don't, I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> but that's okay. It's basketball season now. That's all I'm worried about. You're already into basketball season? Come yeah, on, Arnie. Yeah, we're 2-0. and oh, Undefeated this year. <laughs> Carry the Pac-12 banner. Oregon, yes. Utah's got an opportunity. Why, why get off on basketball? Come on. we got plenty of time for basketball. All right, let's talk positives uh, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Who look great? Who saved their season? Who's still alive? We'll talk to John Middlecoff when we come back. Plus, Todd Furman right around the corner yeah. on, again, a shocking day in the NFL and what it meant for the books. Hour one of the books. Hour two next. Arnie and Plank. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, let's go. Hour two as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's the stinking genius, Arnie yes. Spanier. I'm merely Chris Plank. Bobo on the wheels of steel. Lita Lap, our producer. Steve DeSager on updates, and we're joined right now by the host of the popular 3 and Out podcast, which you can find on uh, iHeartMedia and, of course, all podcasting po- uh, platforms by simply searching 3 and Out. One of our faves, John Middlecoff, is in the house. John, what a great Sunday night football game to wrap things up, but what was Dallas doing going away from Cooper down the stretch? I mean, I get it that you've got this investment in Zeke, but, my goodness, Amari owned the night. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, I, I think in big spots, typically you resort to who you are. And at the end of the day, Jason Garrett's just, you know, he's kind of conservative. He's stiff. He's tight. You know, you drive right down the field, slinging the ball around to Amari, to Cobb. The quarterback was, I mean, was fantastic in the second half. And you basically take the ball out of his hands, right, because you run it on second and third down. Uh, and then on, and on fourth down, you run a play that was clearly that, you know, that out route or whatever to Ezekiel Elliott where you don't even really give him any options. Just a disaster. And, and then – you you know you you have three timeouts. You get the opportunity to either go to try to block a punt, or don't try to block it and set up a return, which they did. And then their guy calls for a fair catch. You know, in in my experience around coaches, they have a famous line: "You're either coaching or allowing it to happen." And that was just that that loss is squarely on the head coach, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And how about the fact that, you know, you have a big game, you're playing at home, Sunday night football, uh, your whole season may be on the line, at least a division on the line, and you come out, you're losing 14 nothing at the end of the first? Way to get the team pumped up and ready to play this one, huh? I uh, know that's the killer, right? It's one thing if you were just going to get blown out, but to come back to basically it felt like kind of take control in the second half, and it's so evident, you know, you don't need to be Bill Walsh to realize that the talent on both those two teams, you know, it's playoffs or bust for both those two franchises. They're both loaded with blue-chip guys. And Dallas, I mean, it's not going to be easy to make the playoffs. They're not a playoff law. Clearly just whoever wins that division is going to get in. But, you know, do you have faith that Dallas is going to win that game in Philly? Because <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. you know. You know, it's going, to be, it's going to be really hard. And if this team misses the playoffs, which for tonight you kind of felt for the first time, like, wow, this might actually happen. That's, obviously he would get fired, but what a, what a letdown of having all these guys in the prime of their career, and they're all playing well. You know, when you watch the Cowboys, it's not like, yeah, they're just, they, don't, they don't have good enough players or their, their star players aren't living up to the hype. It always feels like, what is Jason Garrett doing? You know, that's what it always feels like. Right. And again, I, I brought this up many times, John. I'm still very much, when it comes to Cooper, a, a, a bitter Raider fan as to, like, where was this consistently? But what, what have you seen, final thought for me on the Cowboys at least, what have you seen click for him 
since he's put on the the star on the side of his helmet? What's helped him find this other level? Well, my theory is when he first got to the NFL, you're just so naive and green. You're getting all this money. You just play like you normally play. Then once you make a couple Pro Bowls, I, I think you kind of step back and you realize this team's trying to move every other year. Your facility's terrible. You've come from Alabama. Then it's the team doesn't start playing as well. And some of it's on Amari. He just kind of checked out. And when he got traded to the Cowboys, it's immediately bright lights, feels like Alabama. It's the biggest team in the sport, which is our biggest sport. And it just kind of woke him up. Because any Raider fan, I know they hated him toward the end, and rightfully so, he kind of was going through the motions. But they all knew those first couple years how talented the guy is. Now he's playing at, he's taking his game up another level because he is, here's where Dallas is in another tough spot. You can only franchise one player. Well, obviously you're not going to let your quarterback walk because you got to keep a quarterback. Right. Well, if you if you try to like go to a bidding process with Amari Cooper, Amari's headed for a career year. You know, probably around 95 catches, 13, 1400 yards, double digit touchdowns. That player at 24 years old never hits free agency. So we know how much money is now every year in free agency. There's way more money than good players. If a player like Amari hit free agency, how would the Cowboys afford to get into a bidding war with? you know, the Colts and the Niners and the Giants and all these teams that would have a bunch of money and that would try to get them and they would have to pay Dak, it would be really, really difficult and they might lose them. So they better figure this out, you know, even if they miss the playoffs or don't make the playoffs. It's clear Dak and Amari, you got to keep those two guys. But they, they, they better get this done, at least one of them, before the season ends or it's, you know, Amari might be bye-bye. Hey, John, what is going on? With the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, all of a sudden, they're in danger now. I'm not even winning that division. My Raiders. Um, I'm just Stop. Doing, stop. Okay, Planks stop. Raiders. Do Don't do um, that. You'll jinx them. Right up there. This is incredible. I, they're falling apart in front of our eyes. Yeah, I thought a couple weeks ago when they lost to the Packers, it's like, well, Matt Moore's the quarterback. You know, you played him tough. It was kind of a moral victory. Today's a tough one because Mahomes was lights out. I mean, he had over 400 yards. I think he's 70% completion percentage. Kelsey and Hill were dominating. They, they scored 32 points on the road, and they give up. It's not just they gave up 35, right? It's they gave up the, the touchdown at the end of the game and the way, it, the way that field goal disaster uh. happened. Uh, wow, yeah. It, their thing, though, is just that next week, the Raiders get the Bengals, so that's an easy W. But the, the, the Chiefs get the Chargers at home on Monday Night Football. Let's assume they win that game. Then they would be 6-4. and four. Then they get a bye. So you get a bye, and then you get the Raiders at home. And if you check Derek Carr's stats in Kansas City. In not his, good. I guess, is it six-year career now? Yep. Maybe in year seven? Whatever it is, he has not been. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He's not been good there at all. <laughs> and the, the, Chiefs are, the Chiefs are just a bad matchup for the Raiders in general because the Raiders, who are clearly in the playoff mix now, it's not debatable. Their downfall, though, is if they get into shooting matches, they're more than likely going to lose because their offense really is not a high-scoring offense. It's a really it's an excellent run game that can just make plays when they need to, but they can't score 40 points. Where the Chiefs, Mahomes had four touchdowns in a quarter, and I remember watching that in week two, thinking it felt like he could have had seven. I mean, it's just it's just a bad matchup. But you know, the, the Raiders might say, well. Well, if they just keep losing, we we might don't even need to win that game. You know? <laughs> so this, that that Monday night game this week, you hate to say must win, but for them, they've lost four of their last six games. 
And it's just when you watch Mahomes today, they got to be like, well, we'll take our chances. We got that guy keep playing like that. We'll, we'll see what, when the dust settles, we'll be in the playoffs. John Middlecoff is in the house with us. John, I do want to ask about the Rams before we get out of here, but I feel like every time we get you on, and we always appreciate your time, we're asking about P.I. Do, do coaches just have to stop challenging P.I. and accept that it's it's really – it outside of someone maybe form-tackling a player or grabbing them by the face mask, you're not going to get that call because I've seen about three or four egregious non-calls and every time or, or a call that goes against them, it's just – it almost appears as if they're afraid to overturn it right now. Well, and so many coaches – like all of us, we get to just watch the games on Sunday. Right. They are working, so they don't get to take it all in. But their personnel people get to do that. They run studies. They know. I think the problem, and you've seen this with Gruden, oh, and I, he's, he's definitely not alone. They get so worked up in the game, and they can't help themselves. But, like, hey, guys, especially in the second half of a game, you're just throwing away a timeout. So what are we doing here? You're not going to overturn it, these bang-bang plays. Because every human is screaming at the television, like, what are you doing? Like, to me, it's black and white. They said it was only egregious stuff. And, you know, by about week two, it was clear. That they are not going to overturn even, quote-unquote, the letter of the law, which honestly doesn't bother me. Right. Because I, I feel the defender kind of gets screwed a lot of the times. He's not allowed to touch him. So if it's, if it's legitimately kind of bang-bang, touchy stuff, I, I can live with it. These coaches need to learn because if, if – this happens in a playoff game or, you know, a game like Eagles-Cowboys in the second half in a tie game or one of these Raiders-Chiefs. It could cost you the game just by being letting your emotions get the best of you. You know, John, I was going to bring up the Rams. I feel like I'll be talking about the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, one year they go to the Super Bowl. Next year, their quarterback's no good. They overpaid for their running back. Their coach is no longer the boy genius is this the next Atlanta Falcons team in the making or what? That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, that's a hell of a question. I think sometimes <laughs> you see with football, you kind of stumped me there. Uh, it's just, you just have years where things are off. You know, I mean, good teams can, unless you're the Patriots, they're, they're really the one team that that has never happened to over the last, you know, 20 years. I mean, their one down year really was like, yeah, they missed the playoffs. They still went eleven and five, and, and Brady missed right. the season. But most teams, if you you know a ten year run of winning or whatever, even the Ravens, when you think about, it, they weren't making the playoffs for a while. You can have a down year. Now I think it's like, what does your down year look like? Do you have like Seattle a couple years ago when they missed the playoffs and they were nine and seven, or is your down year the Falcons when cool. you know when it looks like you're going to win two or three games? That 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 to me, like I, I can live with the year. If you make the playoffs four out of five years and you're one down year with seven and nine or eight and eight, it's like, okay, we had some injuries. We lost a couple heartbreakers. I can live with that. Hey, uh, a quick final thought from me, uh, John, and obviously it was um, it, it was just kind of an un- odd weekend, maybe one of the weirdest weekends we've had so far, but it's that reminder, and I know that you talk about this a lot. It's a week-to-week league. And, I mean, suddenly there's a couple of drives where Mitch Trubisky looked great. And people are asking, are the Bears back? Suddenly Julio Jones and Matt Ryan look like the Falcons and Saints of uh, the, the Falcons offense of old. I mean, it's wild week to week. I can't even fathom how the guys in Vegas do it and, and how people have to scout do it because you see a different team every single week, it seems like, on film. Well, I think, for, and for the most part, beside like the Bengals, the Redskins, 
you know, even the Jets, I mean, they beat the Cowboys and the Giants got Saquon. The, and then definitely the next tier of teams, like the Falcons, even the Dolphins, these teams play really hard. And a lot of even bad teams have solid players. Then you get to that tier of like the Titans and the Jaguars, you know, a lot of the, either Raiders, you know, the round the 500 teams, they definitely can beat you on any given week. <clears throat> and there's not really any teams that feel like the 07 Patriots or some of those like, uh, you know, mid-2000 Pittsburgh Steeler teams. Or there's not, like, the Falcons three or four years ago when they had Kyle Shanahan, they went 15-1. and one. They just were unreal. Like, even the Niners, they're undefeated, but you go, God, they've had a lot of injuries. If Kittle doesn't play tomorrow, like, they are beatable on every given week. So the, the difference between, like, the Titans and the Chiefs is nothing, you know, on a given week. The difference between, look at the Colts. This week, their quarterback gets dinged up. they got to start Brian Hoyer. The Dolphins have been playing their their behinds off for the last month. That you, you all of a sudden you're like, damn, we're down in the second half to the Dolphins, and you realize, <laughs> well, yeah, you don't screw around. And the other thing is, players are human. Once you get to this point in time in the year, they're, they're no different than us. They look at the record, so yeah, they're like, oh, this, you know, coaches, this team plays hard, this team plays hard. But you look at the record, you're like, well, they're two and nine. So how, how do you just how do you prepare as hard? It's like, would you prepare? You study much harder for a test when it's AP calculus than when it's just some remedial course. Then you get to the test. If you haven't studied, you might fail the remedial course if you haven't studied at all. I think sometimes players, like in college, when you see Alabama play some of these smaller schools, sometimes those games like are tied at half. You're like, what? And then they end up winning. But it, you can do that in college. We're in the NFL. If you if you lapse for a half, like it's just it's the pros. Like you, sometimes you just can't come back and you end up losing. Done. Great stuff. John, uh, have fun with the podcast after Monday Night Football tomorrow night. Can't wait to hear it on Tuesday. And we always appreciate your time here on Fox Sports Radio. See you, fellas. Have a good night. Thanks, John. John Middlecoff covers the NFL, and you can find his podcast however you consume podcasts. Might I suggest trying out the iHeartRadio app? It's an incredible way. It doesn't take up a ton of storage, and you get everything you want, including Fox Sports Radio, right there to click of the button. Download the iHeartRadio app for absolutely free. He's right, though. I mean, it's <laughs> you make one mistake in the NFL, or you maybe have one position where you kind of drop back a little bit, and then the next thing you know – you're losing to a two-win team like the New Orleans Saints today, well, aren't you? I just love everybody with the wild. Boy, genius. Boy, genius. You want to hire a coach <laughs> like this guy because he's the best thing since sliced bread. Not that it's his all his fault or anything like that. And by the way, oh, my goodness, if they could go back in time and redo that contract with Goff, I think they would take that mulligan right away. You notice the moment whenever they brought in uh, Blake Bortles, everyone kind of lost their mind, but they had kind of planned that with a, with a sneak, I think, is all they used him in. But I thought our man Lou Riley asked a really good question here on Twitter, uh, at Lou Riley Ryder. McVeigh should read Einstein's definition of insanity, doing the same thing yeah. over and over again and expecting different results. Gurley is finished. And as Benito. Eric Dickerson said on FS1, a quality running back needs to run at least 15 times a game. Gurley can't even run 10. And that was when you ask anyone, hey, what's wrong with the Rams? What's going on here? They don't have their ground game going. They don't have Todd Gurley being the weapon that he was over the last couple of seasons. And it's it's obvious. It's a big difference. Big no, difference. Right, right. We're not going to pick on Goff either. I mean, it's not like he's oh, earning that contract. Oh, listen, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to give Goff a pass by any stretch of the okay. imagination. 
But you become a much better quarterback when you have your security blanket and you have that running game that people have to pay attention to. And now they're just like, ah, okay, whatever, Todd Gurley. We'll, we'll take those 10 carries you got and we'll live through them. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we got to get positivity in here, Arnie. I promised it. We haven't talked about who looked great and who may have saved their season. All and right. we'll do it next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Our buddy Todd Furman coming up in moments, live from Vegas. We're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. We I, still haven't heard from a Chiefs fan today. Unbelievable. I, I knew Unbelievable. you were going there. I knew you were yeah. going there. watching the highlights of the yeah. Titans and the Chiefs. Didn't you have them in the Super Bowl, though? <laughs> I, I, it, it's almost as if you, you get a team that you fall in love with, and you're like, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. And then when they lose a the game, you mock them, Arnie. They just can't win with you, can they? It's like no, you're they blaming can. them. 
Yeah, well, look, the show's today, and today they looked horrible. Um, they made, like, every mistake. It's like every time I was watching the game, um, this bad field goal, this one was blocked, <laughs> this interception, Mahomes did. And it was, it was like one calamity of errors after another, for crying out loud. Yeah, to say that it did not necessarily go well for the Chiefs is, uh, is an understatement. But I do agree with what John Middlecoff said, and that was, you know, Mahomes – while at times looking rusty, still was balling oh, today. If I would have told you that Tannehill would throw for less than 200 yards and Mahomes for close to 450, you would have thought the Chiefs won by three touchdowns. You'd say, no way Tennessee won that game. Oh, no, you're right. You're 100%. If you would have given me that stat line, oh, oh. I would have said to you, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, Chiefs won going away. And oh, again, easy. Easy. Kudos to Shady Sean's team, man. Every time we try to count out the mustached one Mike Vrabel, this team gets a win or two. You know, I'm, it, it's kind of funny. I didn't get to watch a lot. Do they do they show Mariota on the sidelines as much as they showed, say, Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago? And because that's Who? that's exactly Who? that seems to have become a storyline. That if you think about it, it was the number two pick in the NFL draft. What four years ago? He's on the bench. Ryan Tannehill, a converted wide receiver out of Texas A&M, whom the Dolphins gave up on, has replaced him. Tannehill's Tannehill's balling, and it's almost as if everybody's forgotten that Marcus Mariota's even on the team. That's a wild story that nobody's talking about. No, you're right about that. And how about, um, was it Baltimore that had three Heisman Trophy winners in the backfield at once? Who, who am I leaving out? They'd have Lamar, they'd have Mark Ingram, and who am I leaving RG3. out? RG3. RG3. That's right. They had to play where Lamar pitched it to yeah. RG3. I, that was beautiful, man. <laughs> that has to be a first, right? That has to be a first. So then that segues into some positivity here, Arnie. Uh, From I week that. 10. I know you do, but let's, let's try for a segment. This is a short segment because Furman's coming up next. But Arnie Spanier, who looked great to you in week 10? Who look great? Well, the Atlanta Falcons look great, but I don't want to give them credit. Um, you know, a game that is under the radar, I thought Tampa did real well to pull that game out against the Cardinals. And I even was impressed with the Cardinals um, for going down to Tampa and, you know, trying to pull this one off. Every week they're in the game, um, and sometimes they'll pull it off. Sometimes they'll just fall up short. But Tampa, um, what they did offensively last week and what they're doing this week, and um, impressed. They're still playing hard. They got the win. They're not going anywhere, but I was impressed with them. You know, that's that's a real – I watched a lot of that game. We got that game in, in Oklahoma. Right. I, I don't know if it was just because of Kyler Murray or what, but I was um, I was really impressed, Arnie, with the way that they were able to – Tampa, that is – to persevere. And, I, I again, maybe next week when we wrap up week 11, we have a category uh, of – maybe teams that I don't know if they're good or not. <laughs> I would probably throw the Raiders in there. I think I would throw the Steelers in there. Definitely the Colts, but definitely I almost the Titans. Definitely the Titans, but I almost want to throw the Buccaneers in there because there's there's moments where I'll watch them and I think, damn, they're pretty good. And then there's moments where I'll watch them like when Danny Dimes lit them up and I think, oh my gosh, they're the worst team I've ever watched. So maybe that's just the NFL and I have to how start stop trying to figure things out. And by the way, how do we go an hour and a half into the show and we don't even mention Jets Giants. I mean, in every other year past, <laughs> we'd be going, "Oh my goodness, what a big game! Jets and the Giants," and we'd be showing Fireman Ed, and um, you know, everybody'd be going crazy. Uh, this one really, I mean, I think they showed a picture of two guys 
um, sitting next to each other, one in a Jets jersey, one in a Giants jersey, and they were falling asleep or something. They thought it was kind of an exciting game. I thought the best part of that game was the post-game interview, and it was one of the Jets' defensive linemen. I have the audio. I'll play it later. And he starts answering a question. He goes, ooh, there's about to be a fight in the stands. He's looking up in the stands, and he's watching a fight uh, while he's giving the post-game interview. Let me, you know, Saquon I, Barkley looked pretty good, by the way. I just want to throw that oh out there also. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and again, you're going to have games like this. but No, you're not. Not like this. Yeah, yeah. That's tough, yeah, man. And I don't know. 13 carries, one yard. There'll be games like this, please. And, well, yeah, because you'll have teams that might just decide, hey, I'm not letting you get a yard today. And I just didn't think that team would be the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> But holy smokes, did they do a job on Saquon Barkley today. Now, again, boy, do we want to go ahead and take Danny Dine? Well, I'm sorry. Do we want to go ahead and take Danny Fumbles out of the one yeah. we call a fame yet? Or are, we, I'm not are giving, we still yeah, here? I, he, he's out of the Hall of Fame, the one we call a fame, and uh, he doesn't even get a nickname anymore. You don't get no more nicknames. called Danny Dimes. Um, nope. when you, by the way, if Eli was there, we'd have a better record and a chance of winning the division. I just want to throw that out there. By the way, I'll throw this in here as a tip of the cap to the boss man, Scott Shapiro. You know who looked good today? You know who looked great today? The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, the you just suck Vikings. up to him. You and Torres now. They find a way to win 28-24, and they didn't have a huge game from Dalvin Cook. But they oh, got I want to say job. it too. You know who looked real good today was Minnesota. All right, when we come back. That's what I want to say. Vikings and Gophers. How about that, boss? We're heading to Vegas to talk a little bit with Todd Furman from FSR's Locking In. But first, Steve DeSager is in the house with everything that is now a final in the world of sports. What's going mm -hmm. on, Steve? And Saquon Barkley to the x-ray room after the Giants lose another today. Ooh, Banged up, wow. says his coach. Some Ouch. reporter said uh, he appeared to be favoring the ankle at one point. So uh -oh. all of this not good. By the way, the only Jerry Jones quote I saw after the home loss tonight to the Vikings was, it's disappointing. We'll have to pay for this one. Hopefully, oh, so? hopefully it won't be terminal. But it's worth repeating wow. that because the Cowboys are 5-4, and four, it's in that division, probably only the division champ that's going to the playoffs the way it seems this year. So all of those teams that are 5-4, and four, most of them are not making the playoffs. That's Cowboys, Eagles, Rams, Panthers. They're all 5-4 and four in the NFC. The Vikings have the last playoff spot right now, 7-3. and three. They're not a division champ. Green Bay is for now leading the divisions. The Vikings would get literally the sixth seed, the last spot in. Wow. Even though they're now 7-3 and three after winning at Dallas 28-24 tonight. Dak Prescott had three touchdown passes, 397 yards in tonight's Cowboy loss. Ezekiel Elliott, 20 carries, 47 yards. Meanwhile, Dalvin Cook, 97 yards rushing in a touchdown, plus seven receptions for 86 yards. Just for the record, Amari Cooper, since he joined the Cowboys middle of last season, he has more receiving touchdowns than any other player in the league. Mm. 11 catches tonight for 147 Unreal. and yeah. a score. But in the end, it's a Kirk Cousins primetime victory, people. To beat a in prime time to beat a team with a winning record, he has lost. He had lost his last six in that case over the last couple of years, but he won tonight and beat Dak Prescott head to head for the first time in their careers. Green Ooh. Bay in the snow defeated Carolina 24-16. Aaron Jones three touchdown runs. He had 13 carries, 93 yards. Christian McCaffrey MVP candidate for the Panthers, 108 yards rushing and a score. DJ Moore in the loss for Carolina, nine receptions, 120 yards. Packers stopped him on the one on the final play. Tennessee blocking a Kansas City field goal attempt on the last play. 35-32 Titans over the Chiefs. And it bears repeating, we said it earlier in the show, minute and a half to go. Chiefs going for a field goal. 
They botch the snap on the field goal attempt, and the holder gets called for intentional grounding. So not only does Tennessee take over with about a minute and a half to go, not only do they not even take over at the spot, you know, it's the spot plus the penalty. You know, he was ready for that. The holder was ready for it. He just dropped it or it was a bad snap. He, I'm not sure he, he was ready, and it was a little low. Uh, and then was, he, he completely, was ready I saw him move his hands to catch it. He completely panicked, of course, he after did, of that. Course. And then wow. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> responds with the touchdown pass with about 30 seconds to go. And still, Harrison Bucker, who won last week's game and had the two late field goals for the Chiefs, he had been four for four today, and he could win it on the last play a 52-yard try, and the Titans block it and win by three. Miami and Pittsburgh with victories. By the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers at 5-4 and four for now have the final playoff spot in wow. the AFC because of their four-game winning streak. I wanted to fire Tomlin after the first game this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Jeez. that's Arnie. Raiders are also 5-4. and four. Uh, Colts are 5-4. and four. There's still a lot of conference games to go, obviously, in the season, and that's a tiebreaker. Atlanta with the upset win at New Orleans, 26-9. They sacked Drew Brees six times. Arkansas Ooh. fired coach Chad Morris. LSU is number one in the new AP and coaches polls in college football. College basketball, number 21, Arizona over Illinois, 90-69. to Florida State upset number six, Florida. South Carolina won its game 66-32 over Wyoming. Wyoming had nine baskets in the whole game and wow. 15 turnovers. Nine for 39. What, Fennis Dembo? <laughs> they could have used him tonight. You like that? Very you good. like that? Pulled that. Nobody Back knows, nobody knows yeah. what I'm Congrats, talking about. Right. Wyoming yes. superstar. Wow. And the late NBA game went to Toronto, ending the Lakers' seven-game winning streak. 113-104. LeBron James, a triple-double with 15 assists. But they lost. Overtime wins for Denver and Portland. Denny Hamlin, the NASCAR victory at Phoenix. By the way, that puts Hamlin in the championship four field. This was his sixth victory of the season. The finale is next Sunday at Miami. Today's pole sitter, Kyle Busch, finished second. So he also qualifies for a fifth straight year into the championship field. He's in with Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr. as well. Back to you. All right. Great stuff to Sager as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's go to Vegas. Todd Furman joins us. Oh. You see him on Lock It In. Todd, what a wild day, man. How do we make sense of what happened in Atlanta? Let, let's start there. What in the world was that from the Saints? Well, I'm not going to claim that I had a ticket on the Falcons today, so it's hindsight's always 2020. But when you look at the level of familiarity between these two teams, and Atlanta's side that's kind of been written off for dead, this was more or less their Super Bowl effort. And they looked like the team that was hungrier and that wanted to be there. The Saints appeared maybe that they took a few extra days on their bye week. And the thing about this result is that it really hurts New Orleans in their quest to be the number one seed. If San Francisco wins tomorrow, it puts them a couple games behind the eight ball, and I'm not quite sure they'll be able to make that up in the back half of the schedule. Todd, the other way, my Dolphins, what are they doing? Now they're not going to have the number one pick. They're winning games, which is, I don't know how they're doing it. And I guess those days of being 15, 16, 17, the point underdogs, um, they're are, uh, long gone now, I take it. Well, you look at Miami, and I think everyone called this team a flop. They were tanking. The organization may be tanking, but the players on the field have given it their all every single week. 
and they've quietly strung together a pretty impressive winning streak from an against-the-spread perspective. You even saw professional money coming on Indianapolis when this number got down to 10, bet out to 11. And the one thing I think, if you, as a Miami Dolphins fan, Arnie, you've got to be confident, and players are buying into Brian Flores. And without the talent there to fight as hard as they are for 60 minutes every single week, is a breath of fresh air, a step in the right direction. And to be quite honest, I'm not sure drafting number one would do Miami any favors. There's always wow. a chance if you only draft in the top five, you can pick up a guy like Chase Young, maybe trade down and get a quarterback like Justin Herbert. Watching Tua against Joe Burrow, I'm not quite sure the tank for Tua sweepstakes is a formality <laughs> for the number one pick at this point. Yeah, and so how hard is that then, Todd, whenever you're handicapping games and you've got a good feel on Miami, and then all of a sudden they come out the last two weeks and they win games. They've got Buffalo next week. I mean, it's, it, how challenging is that for you whenever you're trying to get a good feel for a team? Well, I think it's all about the number and the opportunity that's there. Again, I didn't have a ticket on Miami today. I would have loved to have a rocking chair winner like that. But when you try and dissect some of the matchup, if there was a coach on the field that knew the opposing quarterback, don't tell me for a second Brian Flores hadn't dealt with Brian Hoyer while he was a member of the New England Patriots. And for the first 30 minutes, it looked like Flores was one step ahead. The Colts defense did its part. And again, I think the bigger storyline here, and you hate to eulogize a kicker that's meant so much to the game, Adam Vinatieri for the second straight week, a key miss that ultimately cost the Colts a win. And those are two games they're not going to be able to get back as they look up at the Houston Texans in the AFC South standings. Todd, i got to assume a lot of value uh, if you want to go ahead and bet a team to uh, win the Super Bowl. Uh, probably a lot of value in even Kansas City right now uh, coming in at 6-4. and four. What about some of these 5-4 and four teams? Um, maybe you start thinking about putting some money on them to win the Super Bowl. Well, I'm definitely curious to see how odds makers react to Kansas City. I mean, that game more an anomaly than anything else. They went from having a chance to cover with the late field goal to go up eight, forcing the Titans' hands to sneak in the back door, to losing that game outright. And I think when you look at that stat line in the game, yes, the Tennessee Titans averaged seven and a half plus yards per play, but Patrick Mahomes threw for 440 yards. The Chiefs' run defense again becomes their Achilles heels. They give up 200 plus. But I think Kansas City, from an offensive firepower standpoint, will be right back in the mix at the end of the year when it matters most. And as they continue to struggle through this middle portion of the schedule, it creates some value. And if we yeah. want to forecast ahead, I think the one concern you have for Kansas City, the Baltimore Ravens probably pose a bigger threat to them in the AFC than the New England Patriots, wow. given how New England has really struggled to run the football. And that just happens to be what Baltimore is truly elite in doing. Yeah, and I kind of dig this swagger that Baltimore has. And I know one might say, well, Plank, they've got enough Sooners on the team. You should like them. But the, <laughs> the sunglasses, the poses, I mean, they've got a – they got. I hate to use the term because it sounds so just uh, as I'm not hip, but they do. They've got a good energy and they've got a little swag to them. They got some personality. I dig them. Well, I think what you're seeing from the Ravens now is they followed up and. and- that big win against the Patriots last night in a potential letdown spot today, and they banished that notion on the opening series. When Lamar Jackson took them right down the field, he has that electric 47-yard touchdown run that looked like it was more out of a video game than something you'll see on an NFL field. And to the Ravens' credit, they continue to unveil different packages. I mean, at one point when you're able to run the option and lateral to RG3, I have to imagine somewhere else down the road, RG3 is able to throw from that formation and give them a different dynamic. But what's most important for the Ravens, getting a healthy Jimmy Smith back in the secondary, going out and acquiring Marcus Peters, the defense was actually their Achilles heel. Now all of a sudden looks a heck of a lot better. And we'll see the Ravens as they continue to build some of that confidence and momentum, suddenly only being one game behind New England for best record in the AFC. If the Patriots were to drop 
a decision next week where they're only a three, three and a half point favorite on the road to Philadelphia, we could start to talk about the Ravens potentially having an inside track for the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. Todd, did the books get clobbered on Saturday? Um, I did have Minnesota to win outright. I did have LSU to win outright. Um, I'm imagining that some people just pounded those teams, didn't even want the points. Vegas must have taken a bath with those games. Well, the LSU money line liability, no doubt about it, created a headache for the sports books. I mean, anyone who came in as a recreational better went, you know what, we don't need to take the six. We're just going to take the plus a dollar seventy on LSU. But interestingly enough, a couple books I spoke to, another game off the radar that they took some money line action was actually Illinois at about a five to one underdog yes. price against Michigan State, given some of the Spartans' offensive struggles. The crazy part about that, one of the fourth biggest comebacks in Big Ten history going into the fourth <laughs> quarter. And I think this may be the end of the line for Coach D'Antonio and this Michigan State program in general, who dealt with off the field nonsense. And when you're not winning on the field, uh, uh. I think your lifeline is a little bit shorter with boost as that patience continues to wear thin in East Lansing. Todd, I dig your perspective on questions like this. I think they're really going to rocket Minnesota up the rankings, maybe even in the top four after beating Penn State. Because remember, we're supposed to forget everything about the previous week's rankings and start with a blank slate, according to this committee. How do you see this playing out for Minnesota in this 14th playoff ranking tomorrow night? Well, I think Minnesota was outstanding. You look at the game plan that P.J. Fleck was able to execute. We knew about... Tanner Morgan potentially being a good quarterback. He made all the throws that were asked of him. But I think most of America finally saw what Minnesota has in the skill position talent. Rashad Bateman was outstanding. Tyler Johnson's going to play at the next level. And Rodney Smith did enough running the football to keep Penn State honest. But I think it goes back to what we've seen in the Big Ten. And Penn State hadn't really encountered a truly elite offense with skill position talent other than maybe Michigan. And the Michigan Wolverines were a drop pass away from beating Penn State in Happy Valley. Uh, with a p- potentially very intriguing comeback there. But I think we can banish the notion of Minnesota being relevant in the college football playoff because, to be honest, guys, I think they lose this coming weekend in Kinnick. All of the emotion they expended to beat Penn State outright as an underdog, it was palpable when you watched that game. I think this is a deflated team. Iowa comes out and hits them in the mouth. And when you have that rivalry between those two teams, these are the kind of games that Iowa wins, imposing their level of physicality and bringing a different element that I'm not sure Minnesota will be able to meet. No, I love Minnesota. It's upset Saturday. I think there's, I, I think Michigan State uh, getting the points is the way to go. I like Navy. Um, I like Baylor. I think it's going to be a lot of close games and possible upsets. I mean, Arnie, you know that all this is doing in the Twin Cities is delaying the inevitable. It's hurting the U's <laughs> attendance at the ice rink where it's all about Minnesota Golden Gophers trying to make a quest for the Frozen Four. They don't care about football in November. This is a new novelty to them. So better we eliminate them from the playoff chase earlier rather than later so they can start focusing on beating their in-state rivals in Minnesota Duluth. Wow. I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. Hey, Todd, I'll let you go on this, or at least last thought from me. Uh, Anything really catching your eye yet in Week 11? Have you had a chance to kind of dip your, your toe into the NFL pool for next weekend? Well, I think the two most intriguing games, New England and Philadelphia, both coming into that game off a bye. New England fresh off of the thumping they took against Baltimore. Philadelphia now a renewed outlook with Dallas losing tonight at home to Minnesota, and the Cowboys' schedule only gets more difficult down the stretch. We have a huge showdown between Houston and Baltimore, two of the young quarterbacks that I think will be worth the price of admission between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. And Indianapolis, I mean, their playoff lifeline and quest for the division may be hanging in the balance. I have to think they believe they could get by this week resting Jacoby Brissett's knee. Well, now all of a sudden you have no margin for error. I think Indianapolis will get back to basics. Wouldn't be surprised if they're able to match Jacksonville's physicality and get a big win in the division.
You're the man. Todd, have a great week on Lock It In. We always appreciate your time here on Fox Sports Thanks, Radio. Todd. Always a pleasure, gents. Have a great week as well. Oh, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. Big game. I don't know why they haven't asked me on TV yet. I'm, I, Someday. I'm, I'm shocked. Shocked. Someday it's coming. New England I'm and Philly next week. Dumbfounded. Well, I can't wait. What do we yet. think of Patrick Mahomes' performance? And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, when, when will – when will – is that English? When will we actually start taking replay of pass interference seriously? We'll dive into that and much more next with Steve DeSager right here on Fox Sports Radio. Big day for Patrick Mahomes, 446 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns, and a loss. We'll dive into it. DeSager is coming up here in a bit. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. We're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm still trying to come to grips with the fact uh, DeSager, as Steve DeSager joins us for mm-hmm. this segment, uh, and I know, Arnie, we've talked about it a lot tonight. Four, four, six. 446 yards, only wow. 14 incompletions. He was 36 of 53 scores, and they still lost the game. Patrick Mahomes. And they had less than 200 yards. And the oh. Chiefs only punted once all day. Well yeah. over 500 oh, wow. yards of offense. They botched the field goal attempt in the last two minutes, get another field goal attempt blocked on the last play. And Andy Reid's all-time record against the Titans now, 1-8. and eight. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, you were talking about the injuries, and let's just say it out loud, Kansas City's hardly the only team in that division yes, with massive true. offensive line injuries. But there's a great note on the telecast that Mitchell Swartz, Swartz had played nearly 8,000 consecutive snaps until he came out with the knee injury. And then next play, another lineman hurts his knee after he slid over to right yeah. tackle. So just not their day. You guys, last segment, we were talking about the Gophers. Minnesota number seven in the polls that came out today. Of course, the new playoff committee rankings don't come out till Tuesday night. But it'll be number seven, maybe, Minnesota at Iowa on Fox TV this weekend. What's so funny, I had him in number six for the uh, playoff poll. That's what I was going to put him out uh, with the predictions. Bad. They deserve to be in the, the top way, ten. It was fun yesterday. They don't deserve to be top yeah. four. I will Ooh. say this. I am. Uh, I, I want to make it clear. When I said tomorrow, Lita Lap chastised me, Both but I was thinking yeah. East Coast time. So uh, Tuesday night, yes, Tuesday night. Thank Part you of the Minnesota the resume games. is September, when somehow they won all four games. But, I mean, I was doing research for it's next weekend. It's the worst, worst non-conference schedule ever. Go I ahead, was reminded of that Fresno State hosted Minnesota. In September, Minnesota was losing with a minute to go at Fresno State. They needed the tying (laughs) touchdown pass and then beat him in double overtime. That's part of the resume. Uh, By the way, also coming up, it's uh, according to today's rankings, number 10, Oklahoma at number 12, Baylor. It'll be number 21, Navy at number 16, Notre Dame. And Georgia's number five today. They'll be at Auburn Saturday. LSU number one in the new AP and coaches polls in college football today. Alabama down to number four. The ratings are out from yesterday. Highest rated college football game, one of them for the decade for regular season college football. Yesterday, the actual ratings points were the largest they've had regular season since the last time LSU beat Alabama eight years ago. The estimated audience yesterday for CBS was 16.6 million. There was an Ohio State, Michigan got 16.8 million three years ago, but one of the largest for regular season in this decade. Keep in mind, it was a day game. CBS had already used up its primetime slot when they put Notre Dame, Georgia in primetime in September. That in primetime got 9 million. This got 16 million. So to compare it to other things this past year, for example, 16.6 million for LSU yesterday, 
the Final Four got 16.2 million this past year in college basketball for March Madness. The NBA Finals have averaged about 16.6 million the last couple of years. So wow. a predictably huge number for LSU's win yesterday. And those Bama fans just had that look on their face, like, oh man. Yeah. How was this? Had the you know we had uh, Fowler on from Tuscaloosa oh, yesterday. Oh man, that he voice. Was, Oh, he was speechless. Yeah. He was like, uh, uh, he was well, like mumbling. It, it he, he wasn't just lost. Talk. It was lost at home, lost to a rival, and down 20 at the half after those two touchdowns. Two back-to-back they gave up right before <laughs> halftime. Also in conference, Arkansas fired Coach Chad Morris yeah, today. Yeah. We were mentioning on the show with Artie that uh, they didn't just lose at home. They got killed at home by Western Kentucky last night. They had also Jeez. lost at home to San Jose State this year. So Arkansas lost seven straight, and he went 2-10 and ten last year. So the Razorbacks, in two years with him, ex of SMU, Arkansas is 0-14 in conference games in those two years. And remember before him, Brett Bielema, 11-29 in conference right, with right. Arkansas. Morris still owed about $10 million. Bielema before him had a buyout of nearly $12 million from Arkansas. Gosh. And you wonder why people complain about coaches' salaries at universities. Exactly. <sighs> well, one other note about NFL. We have a game tomorrow night, and it's 7-2 and Seattle. At 8-0 and San Francisco, the Niners Oof. off to their best start since 1990 when they started 10-0. and And head-to-head, the Niners finally snapped a 10-game skid with the Seahawks. Got a win last season against them. But Pete Carroll's great record in primetime games will be tested. 8-2 and on Monday nights. And overall in primetime, the Seahawks and Pete Carroll, 27-5 and with one tie. Ooh. So the Seahawks are actually looking to win again on the road. They haven't won their first five road games ever in the franchise's wow. history. That could happen. Going to be a fun one. Thanks to Sager. Arnie, Thanks when Sager. we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, I have a stat from the Cowboys-Vikings game tonight that is going to blow your mind. That's next in our final hour of Arnie and Plank on Fox. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you kidding me? It's the final hour wow. already? Oh, let's go. It's Arnie Is Ben coming on after right us, here. by the way? What's that, Arnie? Is Ben coming back uh, after us this uh, tonight or what? Uh, yes, he is. Yes, okay. he is. Well, I just I wanted to know because usually it takes you like an hour or two to recover from a gallbladder. He's been out all week, so I I, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I, I don't I don't think that's true. But, oh, uh, it's true. It's true. I've asked people how fast you come back from gallbladder surgery, and a lot of the people on the texter said they come back in like one, one to two hours. The, the, when you had your opportunity then to slide in, why didn't you do it and fill in? You had a chance. And you're like, no, no, no. I can't the Maller militia and me, we hate each other. You have to understand that. We we, we don't like get along. I, I it goes just back several years ago. Yeah. I think that it all boils down to this. They they crack themselves up. So if you just uh, ride along with it, Arnie, I think you'll have a you'll have a blast. Some yeah, of that's not people, my personality. Funny yeah. I've got a different type of personality than you guys. No, you, you, yeah. no, <laughs> no. Well, we come to you tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All you have to do is visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Hey, great job by our producer, Lee Lap. We had John Middlecoff really? and Todd Furman on last hour. So if you missed those, you can hit up iHeartRadio, search for our Fox Sports Weekend podcast, download it, and listen to those interviews in their entirety. Bobo on the Wheels of Steel has maintained his sanity after the Cowboys' tough loss tonight. And thanks to all the great editors behind the scenes. Tons, uh, tons of audio coming up uh, at the bottom of this hour. But I've got a, I've got a stat for you yeah. from tonight. Cowboys from the Cowboys-Vikings game tonight that is absolutely, positively going to blow your mind. Bobo, just make sure you're seated. So we know the stats rushing-wise were not good for Dallas tonight. Zeke, 20 carries, 47 yards. As a team, Dallas, 22 carries, 50 yards on the ground. According to DC Stats and uh, David Moore, the Dallas Morning News, DC Stats is Bob Thomas. He's a big Dallas Cowboys historian on Twitter, though he tweets like once every month. Sunday night's game was only the third time in franchise history that the Cowboys failed to pick up a first down rushing. Wow. The Cowboys tonight against the Vikings had how many rushing first downs? Zero. zero. A wow. big, fat zero. How can that happen without offense? And again, I know the Vikings are good, Arnie. I know they're a good defensive football team. I get it. But how can you put a goose egg up when you have that running back and that offensive line. I was like, I was about to say, it's not like they have a big running back. He is just, I mean, I think about him and the year Saquon Barkley's having, and it goes to show you, don't spend a lot of money on a big-time running back. They're a dime a dozen. Todd Gurley. Um, yeah, you were talking about the investment, by the way, as we shift our anger to the Rams. 
You were talking about the investment that the Rams had made on Jared Goff. You think right. they want a little return on what they paid Todd Gurley, even though absolutely, according, according to all the capologists out there, that's a, a little bit of a team-friendly deal. But yeah, I mean, my gosh, it's it's easy to play, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty. But in this instance, man, uh, that was for both teams today: the Rams and the Cowboys running the football. Uh, in two words, not good, not good, Arnie, and it needs to be Didn't better see if they're going to end up making yeah. a run. Didn't see this happening with the Rams. I Look, I know they were going to take a little bit of a step backwards, but I didn't see them falling apart like this. And Remember, when I asked John Middlecoff. He was a little stumped. Are we seeing the second coming of the Atlanta Falcons um, with the Rams? I, look, it may not show completely this year where the you know they're going to be a one- or two-win team, but we'll see what happens next year. I, I don't know if they'll be that bad, but they're starting to take the downslide um, after that Super Bowl appearance. Um, speaking of downslides, it hasn't been good for the last couple of weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's hit up Twitter. Arnie's that stinking genius one. I'm well, at they're, they're not going to get. You think tw- uh, Chief fans are going to tweet us? Get, get out of here. At Come KC on. underscore Sly hits us up with this. As a Chiefs fan, wow. Perhaps Andy Reid isn't the answer? Question mark. Too many penalties. Undisciplined. I love Andy Reid. But I'm starting to think he may not be the guy to win the big one. But who knows? I mean, that's well, always kind of been Eagle the fans knot, if right? they think that. I was going to say that's always <laughs> kind of been the knot. But it, but it also shows you again. I, I I know that I know this doesn't work well in our format and what we do. But it's a week to week league, man. And and you're sitting here right now with a. Kansas City Chiefs team that's, what, 2-4 and four in their last six games. Their quarterback played his first game after an injury, a dislocated kneecap that we thought might end up costing him his season when it first happened. They were in control of that. Todd Furman brought it up earlier, Arnie. They kicked yeah. a field goal. They're on their way probably to covering as far as that game's concerned. And then, obviously, some Tannehill magic happens. But I'm, I'm not ready to throw dirt on the Chiefs quite yet. I mean, it was the first game back Why not? For Patrick Mahomes because the Raiders are chasing him. And you oh, said they're... my Raiders, so we're doomed. <laughs> I've already kind of accepted that. But, no, I, uh... Uh, I think Casey's – I mean, it's just we have to be patient in the NFL – with certain teams. I mean, and, and we can't be based well, on what you say it. The show's tonight. I right. can't sit here and say, man, I, I want to see a couple more weeks on the Chiefs. No, I have to sit here and tell you, who's, oh, they're awful. Andy Reid needs to go. It's just, who, I, I need more. Who's the biggest disappointment? The Chiefs, um, the Browns, the Rams, the Bears. I I don't know. The, the Cowboys. I don't know who's the biggest disappointment right now. Oh, no. it's there, There's no doubt in my mind that the it's biggest the, disappointment. It's the Browns. Is is the Cleveland Browns, well, and and I'm not sitting well, the here. the team that was one in thirty one or whatever, and then won seven games. Now all of a sudden they're a big disappointment to yeah, you. I'm not telling you to make sense. I'm not trying to make <laughs> sense of it. I'm I'm really not. But we lost our minds about the Browns this off season with some of the moves they made, and obviously Baker had a great start for him. Well. You get a coach who's never been a coach, who was only an offensive coordinator for seven or eight games, and when when people start to see tape and figure him out, that works for both the coach and, and the quarterback. They learn tendencies, but I I just I think we got a little carried away with the Beckham trade, and then you know putting uh, oh gosh their general man John Dorsey putting him on a pedestal. It, it takes time, and you know again they, I wanted to be patient, but you got guys like Nate Burleson putting them in the Super Bowl for goodness sake. You know they have the commercials. Four out of five dentists recommend this. Four out of five quarterbacks taken in that draft just stink now. And that's oh, just you're only Lam- put you're only putting Lamar Jackson in the good category. Yeah, 
Oh, what, what? Who else am I supposed to put? Sam Darnold? I'm supposed to well, put him in there? Well, I, I guess I shouldn't be so hard on Josh Allen, but, um, you know, I guess when you play cream puffs, you look pretty well. Uh, and certainly uh, Josh Rosen. And now we're going to put Baker Mayfield in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say four out of five if it turned out to be bust. Well, but you, again, uh, uh, the show's today. I want time, right? I want time. I mean, you're you're trying to say a guy's a bust where Baker Mayfield hasn't even started 16 games yet, nor has I think Josh Allen. I mean, don't don't you want to give them you, a little bit of time? No, I, I don't want to give him any time. I'll, I'll tell you why you know they're a bust. Because if I told you to tell me who you want you to be your quarterback, you wouldn't take him with your top 10 pick. What, wouldn't take just, him with your top 15 pick. Any of those guys? Any of Why them. Why not? Except for Lamar well, Jackson. I, I, I would take yeah. Josh Rosen in a heartbeat because all the draft people told me he was the greatest thing they'd ever seen coming out of the Pac-12, <laughs> Arnie. So give me Josh Rosen every <laughs> single day of the week. Uh, uh, but, no, okay, so let me see. Biggest disappointment. The Browns are obviously there. Um, I don't, don't we have to include the Cleveland, or the Chicago Bears? Which, by the way, oh, yes. uh, every, ever since we've had, uh, what, was it Aaron Lemming on a couple weeks ago? Maybe it was a month ago. I, I've started following him. Bears fans are a, an incredibly unique group because they wanted Mitch Trubisky cut, fired, gone, uh, banned from the league. He throws two touchdown passes nah. today, and suddenly, yeah. suddenly my timeline is, hey, we got a chance here nah, in this thing, no, man. No, stop, We're no, back. No. I'm not he's even still, kidding you, Artie. Yeah. I'm not he's making still, this he's up. He's got to go. He's still got to go. They struggled. I mean, first of all, um, to see Detroit move the ball against that Chicago defense um, with a backup quarterback was absolutely just laughable. Um, what happened to this great Bears defense? All I heard about that was at the beginning of the year. And Trubisky was abysmal, um, I think, in the first four or five drives that, like, was it one first down and five drives? They were horrible. Um, no, he's not the answer. They'll just, if they do find the way, well, they're not going to make the playoffs anyway, so forget about it. So if, if I'm putting together my list of the top three disappointing teams so far in 2019, uh, I, I've got the Browns, I've got the Bears, and I don't know what do do we go ahead? I mean, is it fair to throw the Rams in there? I mean, five and four still a winning record, but my gosh, Arnie, we had them Super Bowl bound again after a couple of weeks. Well, I, I, maybe Atlanta. I didn't think they would be this okay. bad. I thought maybe they have a comeback after what happened last year. All right, then let me flip this script real quick before we hit a few more tweets. Who's your biggest surprise? Who's the team that you look at and you're like, okay, all right, I kind of like where they are right now. I did not see this coming. My Raiders. I mean, five and four, I had no idea. Uh, Well, partly it's because the Chiefs have come back to earth, but I didn't even think they were going to be five and four, the Raiders. I thought it was going to be another terrible year. Um, You see the front office and all the fighting going on and trading this guy, and I'm like, oh, it's not going to work out for them this year either. They're just going to go ahead and get through the year and move to Las Vegas. Um, They're looking good, and they have a legitimate chance of making a playoff spot. So, um, I'm surprised they fight every game. They've even that first Kansas City game where they gave up yep. all those points in the second quarter. They don't do that. Maybe it's a different game. I, I want to see the next uh, next time around. They can't turn the ball over. That's their biggest issue. They do that. They're in big trouble. Um, it, can I throw a team that actually went to the playoffs in a surprise category? Yeah. Can I can I say the Ravens have surprised me this year? And again, I know that everyone now. Uh, had Lamar Jackson as their highest ranked quarterback in the draft. Yes. <laughs> I, I know that everyone I know that everyone said that uh, everything was going to work out great when they went on they got Ingram. I know y'all y'all had this pegged before it happened. Um but I sure as heck didn't see 7 and 2 through 9 games and beating the Patriots and putting themselves in a position to where people are even having conversations about 
the one seed in the AFC. I mean, you get they keep rolling. You get one more ding on the record for the New England Patriots, Arnie, who's sitting there battling for the top spot in the AFC. Well, if you weren't picking the Baltimore Ravens, that, if you weren't picking Cleveland to win that division at the beginning of the year, you were picking the Ravens. I think a lot of people stayed away from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have now won four in a row, but. Um, yeah, Lamar Jackson's looked so much better than any of the other quarterbacks taken in his draft. He, he's just been fantastic. And the game against the Patriots, um, not not a lot of gaudy numbers against the Patriots, but he did no. everything they needed him. Got that timely first down with his legs and his arm. Um, it, w- it was a good win for them. And then I'll throw one more surprise as we can kind of tease a little bit on Monday Night Football. The Niners. I mean, again, we can debate their schedule. But eight and zero right now with it's not as easy as the uh, Patriots schedule. That's for sure. No, but it, it's kind of wild because when the Raiders played on Thursday night, the Raiders Chargers game, which by the way, uh, Raiders won that game. Uh, when the Raiders beat the Chargers on Thursday night, that was their first Thursday night game since they played the San Francisco 49ers last year. And when wow. they played the Niners, one team was one and seven, one team was one and six. Now you fast forward 365 days. The Niners are 8-0 going into a huge matchup on Monday night against the Seahawks. Maybe one of the best Monday night matchups we've had all year. And as you brought up, the Raiders 5-4, just a half game out of first place with two very winnable games ahead of them before they take on Kansas City and Kansas City. Pretty wild to see how that's played out, isn't it? You didn't even see the Raiders doing this this year. You thought Kansas City was going to run away with this division. you kidding me? I was going to be happy with like seven and nine. Yeah. Now that they're yeah. five and four, I expect twelve and four the rest of the way. So that's just what happens <laughs> with a fan and expectations, right? Get a couple of wins, and suddenly you're like, "Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl." Um, uh, KC writes, uh, "Are you all? Excuse me, you all were talking about the Rams. How do they afford all of the big contracts they have with Goff, Donald, Gurley, and just recently Ramsey?" I don't get it. I'm that same way. That's why I don't believe there's really a salary cap. I don't think it truly exists. I think they throw a bunch of numbers out there to confuse us because every time I hear about a team that, oh, they can't afford a guy because they get under the salary cap and they got to do this, the Rams go out and get Jamal, uh, Jalen Ramsey. So Up up here, I, I do the reverse. All I hear about is, oh, the Patriots have no more money to spend on this player or that player, <laughs> yet they find the way to get that player in. And I'm like, what money are they spending? Even Tom Brady takes a discount from them. Who are they paying all this big money to? Show me. I, I don't yeah. know what, what you're talking about. Well, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, let's play a little buy or sell, stock up, stock down. And the tweets are really good. We'll roll through those. And, of course, what everyone came for tonight, Arnie's picks are right oh, around yeah. the corner with Arnie and Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. Buy or sell coming up here in mere moments. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Read, read, uh, let me read the one from Chick who said this. Go ahead. Hey, Artie, your sports credibility is on the line, buddy. Did you just say Sam Darnold is a bust? I would immediately trade Goff for Darnold in a millisecond. Goff has zero pocket awareness and with the genius of McVeigh to mold him. Are you serious? First of all, it wasn't. Uh, first of all, Goff is better than, than Sam Darnold. That's the first thing. Two, I wasn't really praising Goff. Three, Sam Darnold is a bust, okay? Uh, the show is today, and as of today, 
Um, and don't pay. Look what he did today to the Giants. He tore them up. Why did I say something controversial? Is this like hot sports take? If I say Sam yes. Darnold's a bust, he, yes, yes, it, it is. is. Yeah, Arnie, really. I mean, he's not even. You want to look? You want to look up his stats, my friend? You want to see what he's done for the Jets so far? You're talking about. A guy. I mean, he was the third, fourth overall pick in the draft last year. What was Mariota? When was he taken in the draft? Yeah. How's he doing now? You have four years of evidence with Mariota. You Shows make, today. Shows you, today. I don't care. It still sounds dumb, man. I don't know how else to put it. But if you're trying to sit here and say that. Wait, do, do, Sam, do we know that Rosen's a bust? I, he hasn't had enough of an opportunity, I think. Oh, if he stop can't beat it. Out, if he can't beat out. He was a bust for the Cardinals because they moved on from him. So He's that's a bust there. From the Dolphins they too. traded. He couldn't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick. But hell, are you are you ready to just say quit football and go back if, groceries or if something? If I said I want you to give me a quarterback you want for your team, you wouldn't name Sam Darnold in your first fifteen. That doesn't mean he's a bust. Oh, what that means he's great then is what you're going to tell me. <laughs> there is a middle ground here, and you're talking about a dude that I would be willing to bet has probably barely started 16 games. And you were tripping all over your, yourself yeah. to get that guy on your team last year. And now, because the Jets uh, suck around him, yes. you're trying to say, oh, he's the worst thing ever. I agree with Chick on this one. Wow. You give Sam Darnold, Sean, or you well, give Sean McVay, Sam Darnold, look out, man. I'm, I'm not ready to call any of these guys a bust yet. I know at least one person agrees with me. Who's that? Diane Smith? says, thinking genius, you're absolutely correct. Gallbladder surgery is nothing. I was up and running around like nothing happened the day it was finished. That was from Diane. There you go. You got someone who agreed with you on the gallbladder <laughs> take. So, anyway. All right, let's play buy or sell here. Yes, we'll get more ahead. of your tweets coming up here in just a bit. All right. So, uh, question slash take number one. We throw it out. Arnie either agrees or shoots it down. If the crew wants to jump in, there are more. Then welcome to Arnie Week 10 with the Miami win, the Saints and the Chiefs losing, and the Browns knocking off a six-win Bills team. Week 10 may go down as the hardest to figure out a week so far in 2019 with the upsets. Yeah, well, the hardest or at least one of the hardest, you're right. I mean, I never expected Atlanta not only to win, but they dominated the New Orleans Saints, who, of course, on top of their division, so they have a little bit of a cushion, so... Uh, they don't have to be so worried about that. Also, the Chiefs losing to the Titans. I was scratching my head on that one. I'm like, how could something like that, you know, how, how could you do that? Um, you know, the Chiefs, they got Mahomes back, and they put up 450 yards passing, yet the Titans somehow found a way to win with less than 200 yards passing. So I was shocked. That that was kind of a crazy outcome, too. Um, not crazy, but the Browns beating the Bills really didn't make you shake your head, but that was a good game. Um, and the Bills, of course, at six and two at the time, needed that game. Now they're six and three with a tough schedule. So there was some craziness going on today. Um, buy or sell. This one, by the way, is just a reaction to my timeline, which seriously was ready to put Mitch Trubisky in the one week Hall of Fame. The Bears righted the ship, and with the Rams looming next week, they can put together a little bit of a streak in Chicago. No, what the hell are you talking about? What right? What? 
Put together what together and do what? Win the division? They're not going to the playoffs. They're not winning the division. And no, Mitch Trubisky still is not a very good quarterback. He's a bust also. Is is that okay to say or do I not have enough sample size to say that too, Mr. Genius? Because I know he's a bust, just like all the Bear fans know he's a bust, and they want him gone. I think I've seen enough of the sampling size of him to know that he should be gone. Keep in mind, keep in mind, he had a year before, so oh. you've had a full three years with him as a starting quarterback. You're ready oh, to okay. bench. Yeah. You're ready to bench Sam Darnold after 14 games. Ooh. Uh, Dan Quinn saved his job in Atlanta, Arnie. No, good victory, but no, I don't think he saved his job. It's time to move on anyway. And um, even though they had a great defensive scheme today and they did a great job, it's time to you know start fresh and move on from their quarterback, Ryan, I think even also, and, and you know start from the beginning and see what you can do because it's not working the way it is right now. After that Super Bowl, it's been all downhill. All right, uh, and I know we're not in the business of mid-season rule changes. I, we're not really in the business anymore of post-season rule changes, it seems. But, Arnie, it's pretty obvious that we're not really putting a lot of effort into it so it's time to just stop pretending like we're actually reviewing pass interference. I mean, it's yeah, just I mean, I would, I would never challenge it if I, you know, unless I have won the burn and it's late in the game or late in the half, uh, you know, or you know, late in the game and I want to use it up. But otherwise, I just keep that thing in my pocket. And um, if somebody wants to take the, how many have been overturned? Like two or something yeah. to that effect? Two. Yeah. Two. I'm. I'm. Uh, look, if you want to challenge it, challenge it, but. I'm not throwing the flag on that. Forget about it. Uh, and and I don't know. I don't know what they can do. I don't know if it's suddenly, hey, we need to overturn a couple of these. But they did. And again, you're talking about some Hail Mary situations. But did you see the last play of the Bucks cardinals game on offense for Arizona? And it's kind of crazy because Steve Klein, their general manager, is on the sidelines watching it. Right. That was one of the more egregious pass interference penalties I've ever seen. Dude, pulled down the Arizona receiver, didn't even give him a chance to get the ball. And again, I know that it was somewhat of a Hail Mary situation, but it was a one-on-one coverage. There wasn't eight guys around the ball. There were two guys going at it, and he pulled them down, and they didn't even look at it. Isn't Aren't those the kind of plays that this rule was put in place for? Or am well, I crazy? Who, who was supposed to be looking at it? You got to throw the flag. It's not like they're no, gonna no, 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 no. It was in. It was under two minutes. Okay, okay. So I was gonna say it's not like they're gonna throw the flag and say let's take a look at that again. Um, again, it, it, especially when it's a hail mary, you can't really go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt. Otherwise, we'd be calling pass interference on all those type of plays out there, and that's the last thing we need. Pro Football Talk reported that Pro League source the play was actually con- considered for a potential replay review, but a decision was made not to officially review it because it was determined that the play would not have been overturned if they actually had the review take place. So now, I don't now, even know what that means. We're not going to review it because if we do review it, we're not going to overturn it anyway. Exactly. So forget about it. How are you making that decision? Before you even review the play. I, I don't know why I'm getting so triggered over this. I truly don't care. It's like, I don't, I don't care if you think Sam Bradford, or excuse me, Sam Darnold's a bust Sam or not. Bradford. But uh, there's a bust. But in all reality, you, you kind of have to sit back and wonder, we spent so much time, if you want to go sports radio, we spent so many segments and hours about, oh, the NFL, they've, they've got to do something that – that will fix egregious errors like what happened at the end of the Rams-Saints game, and they're still crying in New Orleans over it. And they finally come up with, we'll replay 
pass interference. It'll well, be a reviewable offense. And now they're not even overturning the most egregious calls of them all. But, Chris, I saw today a quarterback, I forget which quarterback it was, getting sacked, yanked down by the face mask. I mean, it wasn't even, a, it wasn't even close, and mm-hmm. they missed it. They didn't see it. <laughs> Um, and they didn't throw the flag. So what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to scream bloody murder saying, oh, no, my goodness. Miss yeah. But it just seems like they're missing all of them whenever it comes. If you beat your chest, Arnie, if you come in here on a Monday or a Sunday night, you know, I am never missing a pick again. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to get all my picks right. And you consistently still miss your picks. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, that's, that's what I feel like with the NFL. Not that you, you miss a lot of picks or anything. <laughs> I feel like the NFL beat its chest and they they stood up this offseason and they basically were going to review this. This is going to be a reviewable play. And they've kind of, it's almost as if they've mocked it. And it's crazy because I, I even think back to the Raiders Lions game. There was a dude. With his back to the football, the football hit him in the back while he ran into a wide receiver, and they go to Dean Blandino and said, well, the guy arrives at the same time the ball is. What? I mean, he never even saw the ball. It makes no bleeping sense whatsoever, and we're just sitting around and like, oh, well, I guess been, you know that's what happens. Gene Serator, he admitted that he didn't know the rule. He's like, yeah, I didn't know that one. So I didn't know that was the rule. Yeah, I'm like, well. Wait a minute. How you not know the rule, but you were a ref? I, right. What are you going to say? I, I don't understand that. And, I, and you're our rules expert, too. So <laughs> thanks, buddy. All right. Hey, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, I have two college-related buyer-sells for you, and we've got some good tweets to wrap things up. But first and final time so for the first and – wait, hold on. First, here's Steve DeSager for the final time tonight yes. with what's going on in the world of sports and what happened tonight before he – Hands over the mic to Eddie Garcia. What's going on, Steve? Sterator was also puzzled on the early turnover that Tennessee had. Did you see that, as was I, that uh, Ryan Tannehill was sacked and the ball was just sitting next to him while he was on his back? Yes. So he kind of yes, yeah. gathers it into his hip. Yeah. And Kansas City comes up and steals it from him and <laughs> runs the other way for a score. And they let it stand and didn't review or overturn it. It's happened wow. twice with Kansas City it's this just year. On balls laying on the ground. You know, and you mentioned challenging pass interference. That's uh, about the same stats as actually recovering an onside kick in the NFL these days. I'm convinced those yeah, two exactly. stats are going to be the same by the end. Exactly. And did anyone see the end of the Bills loss? They missed the long field goal, lost by three to the Browns. Yes. The announcers are saying, you got to kick this, right? you got to kick this because it was fourth and four, about 30 seconds left, and Steven Hauschka, they kicked it, and he missed a 53-yarder, which means five straight misses from 50 yards or more, the longest Jeez. active streak in the league. Cleveland. Yeah, you got to kick it. you got to kick 19, it. 19-16, the final. Well, tonight's game was an impressive road win for Minnesota, 28-24 at Dallas. Not to forget Kyle Rudolph's night, the tight end with one of his best games of his career. It's got to be two one-yard touchdown receptions early and the key two-point conversion catch late third quarter. Because of that, they were up four, and the Cowboys were in field goal range really a couple times in the fourth quarter field goal wouldn't have won them the game because they were down four because of that two-point catch. Green Bay in the snow stopped Carolina at the one-yard line on the final play, beating them 24-16. Packers are 8-2. Aaron Jones with three touchdown runs. Pittsburgh won its fourth straight, 17-12 over the Rams, who committed four turnovers, three by Jared Goff, who was sacked four times. By the way, I believe the Goff and Gurley contracts don't get really big against the cap until next year. Minka, huh. Minka Fitzpatrick fumble return for a touchdown before oh, halftime. Awesome. I wish we had him back. By the way, <laughs> a, another long return. Baltimore's had a defensive touchdown of at least 65 yards 
in three straight games now. That's not happened wild. in about the last 50 years. Baltimore's won five in a row, 49-13 the final at winless Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are going to draft a quarterback. 0-9, and they're in the lead <laughs> in the race for that. Lamar Jackson, and I Two think he's... Two in Cincinnati. <laughs> I think Who Lamar Jackson it? spiked the ball once. So he had a 15 for 17, 223 yards, three touchdowns, a perfect quarterback rating, and the spectacular long touchdown run. To do all of these things in one game, only Aaron Rodgers and Joe Montana had done that. Three touchdown passes, a TD run, and a perfect passer rating with at least these 15 completions. So now uh, the Bengals are one loss away from matching their worst start in club history. The Jets-Giants game went to the Jets. They scored 13 points in the last 17 minutes. They had been 1-7. They blew the early 14-0 lead. Le'Veon Bell, 18 carries, 34 yards, and a score. The Jets still win the game, 34-27. Giants have lost six in a row. Saquon Barkley, 13 carries, one yard in this game. Wow. Daniel Jones over 300 yards passing, four touchdowns, a rookie. And Kyler Murray for Arizona over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, a rookie. Stunningly, it's the first week where two rookie quarterbacks both did that on the same day in NFL history. Over 303 TDs. And the Jets, Jamal Adams, two sacks, two forced fumble. A fumble recovery for a touchdown, and they win by seven. Toronto Raptors won the late NBA game, beating the Lakers despite LeBron James' triple-double, including 15 assists. Overtime wins for Denver and Portland. College basketball, Florida State with the upset win at number six, Florida. Number 21, Arizona over Illinois, 90-69. NASCAR win at Phoenix for Denny Hamlin. U.S. women's soccer won its final game of the year, 6-0 over Costa Rica in an exhibition in Jacksonville. Olympic qualifying for them starts in late January. The U.S. is undefeated in its last 23 matches now, 20-0 and three ties. And the MLS Cup final in Seattle had nearly 70,000 fans today. Seattle won at 3-1 over Toronto. And, uh, yeah, we'll get the new playoff committee rankings Tuesday night. LSU number one in the new AP and coaches polls today. Nice. Back to you. Thanks to Sager in Minnesota up to seven. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Great stuff from Steve all night long. All right, I have two more non-NFL buyer sells for you, okay? okay? Because one story has a little bit more to it tonight Deion sanders arnie would make a great coach for the florida state seminoles buy or sell gosh um two-parter here i think he would make a very good coach for florida state but would he really have it to be there and you know for the long term is this something where he's going to be there right three five years seven years ten years and dedicated his whole life there doesn't he have that school going on in dallas and he's got a ranch in dallas and i don't know if he's got the heart to you know put in a full-time effort into something like this i think he'd be a good coach um i just don't know if he's gonna you know put his whole heart into it you know there's a little bit more on that story tonight because according now remember this all started with the network that he works for nfl network reporting that he was a serious candidate. Now, tonight we learn that he hasn't been contacted yet. (laughs) Wow, so the NFL Network dropped the ball there. uh, I think maybe they might have put it out there based on what Dion told them. That's why you need a second source. (laughs) (laughs) 
Listen, I, I, when I filled in for Ben on Monday <laughs> yeah. night into Tuesday yeah. morning, that's when all the floor, the Tallahassee news station reported that Bob Stoops was going to get the job. I've oh. never been more triggered in my life because that's oh. the dumbest, most ill-informed thing I'd ever heard in my life. And I was just <laughs> triggered all night long. I was just, I was a snowflake. Anyway, uh, apparently, Deion Sanders said tonight that he has not currently spoke to anyone in the Florida State Athletic Department regarding the open head coaching position, but let me assure you, I am 100%, 100% desiring to coach at the next level, yeah, yeah. and I will. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it, took two, hey, it took two games for Penny Hardaway to find himself in hot water with NCAA recruiting yeah, violations. how about what's, that? What's the over-under on how quickly Deion Sanders would be in trouble with NCAA recruiting violations as a college football head coach? How do you think some of these guys are going to – Jawan Howard taking over at Michigan. Stackhouse at Vandy. Yeah, there's another one, too. That was kind of interesting. I, I just, you know, do they want to be in there for the long term, or is this just uh, something to do because they've retired? I don't know. Or, or maybe they, they've seen a couple of guys have success at it. Or maybe, like Penny. You know, Penny had a very Penny, successful AAU program. Yeah, I was about to say, he did the, the high school thing for a long time. Matter of fact, didn't he take over for a friend in high school? That's how he got into it, who was very, very ill, and he was helping him out, and I, I think that's how it all started. Uh, and then a final buy or sell, Arnie, because I am uh, addicted to college football. Buy or sell. The new 14 playoff rankings will include LSU at number one. Okay. Shock, right? But Minnesota will slide into the top four. Are you buying or selling it right now? I am selling it. I don't think Minnesota is going to get in. Matter of fact, one of my predictions is Minnesota coming in at number six for the playoff poll. It's still going to be Ohio State. It's still going to go ahead and, uh, you know, be a Clemson. Um, but it's it's not going to have Minnesota, and you can't do that. Too much to jump. Doesn't mean that they won't get into it in the next couple of weeks, um, but but it's not going to be right now because, I mean, you got Oregon there. Um, you know, are they going to jump Utah? Baylor's undefeated. Um, what about Georgia? So I, I think I put them at number six. Um, but they don't get into the top four right now. Arnie and Plank brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. All right, Big Ben's back. We'll get you ready for Ben Maller, but more importantly, more importantly, Arnie's picks to take us home next right here with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Great job tonight on the wheels of steel, Bobo, having to fight through a Who? tough performance for the Cowboys. Thanks, Bobo. Great job by Lita Lap. Who? Producing the show, got us John Middlecoff, whom you can find on the um, on the podcast page, foxsportsradio.com slash podcast, or search iHeartRadio and Todd Furman. And uh, Steve DeSager on updates all night long. Hey, Big Ben's back, Maller wow. Militia. So Ben Maller returns. Only took a week off. He needed it, Arnie. Let him heal. My goodness. Hey, great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. All right, stinking genius. Let's hear him. I hear, what, almost a dozen picks tonight? Where are you starting? I'll I'll try to go give you all 12 of them. My gallbladder is hurting a little bit, so I may have to you know, cut it off halfway through. But give me a little music. Put me in the mood. As I told you, my first prediction is that the Minnesota Golden Golfers 
are going to come in at number six in the poll on Tuesday. I don't think they'll be able to crack the top four, but they won't be far from it. Look for them to come in at number six. Uh, With that being said, I love my Minnesota Golden Gophers plus three on the road against Iowa. I like the way Todd Furman picked Iowa. You're picking Iowa. This Minnesota team is for real. There'll be no letdown after that win against Penn State. They'll do the same thing to Iowa. Give me Minnesota plus the three. Michigan and Michigan State and Ann Arbor and Michigan State's looked horrible, especially after that loss to Illinois. Oh, my goodness. How about that one? I'm going to have to take Michigan minus 17 and a half. That's a lot of lumber. But I'll lay it. Give me Navy plus the 10 against Notre Dame. I'm going to take Auburn plus the 2.5 against Georgia. I'm going to take Baylor. Baylor, undefeated Baylor, plus 9 against your Sooners, Plank. That's good. You're awful on picks. I feel I like UCLA now. plus 21 as they take on Utah. And my Arizona Wildcats plus the 26 against Oregon. Two NFL picks. My Dolphins get three in a row as they beat Buffalo. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Patriots to give them their second straight loss. There you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. Have you oh, have you climbed out of the clap, cellar yet? Clap, 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 clap. And boom goes the dynamite. With Arizona? No, no. I just meant with your picks. No, I'm I'm still horrible. Uh, my my NFL picks have been bad. My college picks have been great. My NFL picks have been just stinky. So I don't pretty know what's much going your picks match your personality. Just wow! Right. Look at oh, finally Bobo talks. Finally, uh, actually, I was talking earlier. I mean, I can always say, "Who are you?" Like I said, didn't we ban you from talking mess about wow. anybody else? Look, until your his Cowboys lose one game, and look how nasty he is. I tr- I'm trying to be sympathetic been, to him. Been, no, and this you're is what not. I get. How are you being sympathetic? sympathetic? Please give me an example. Explain. This is the best I could. This is the best I could do. Sympathetic. Well, try. Go harder. with me on this. You was giving Lee mess earlier off air. And then now you're going to give me mess on air. Yeah. Well, this is the best I can do. I'm working on it. Here's a couple of quick tweets before we get out of here and Big Ben returns. Uh, Eddie writes, what we learned anytime the stinking genius calls a team my team, they are destined for a minimum sub 500 season and absolutely zero chance of a championship. Yeah, I'll just say my NFL. How about that? And see how that works out. I uh, see. That's uh, you're trying to cheat the system. It's not going to work. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, Mike writes on the first Sunday of the year, Arnie wanted Mike Tomlin fired and called for a Cowboy Chiefs Super Bowl. After 10 weeks, I know this. Arnie should fire his eye doctor because he sees things that literally nobody else does. Okay, yes, I did want Tomlin fired, but they got clobbered by the Patriots. Who thought that Pittsburgh uh, was going to turn it around and what, what they won four in a row now or yes, something? Yes, they won four like, straight. Come on. Oh, like you guys saw that happening. Stop it. Well, I mean, we may not have seen that happening, but we're not coming out saying fire the coach. Oh, after well, wait, one you're going to tell me you didn't hear people saying fire Tomlin <laughs> before the year even started? Arnie, every year you hear someone that wants a coach fired. Hell, people wanted Belichick fired after they lost the game to the Ravens last week. Is that you? Are you that <laughs> oh, sports no, fan? I think you wait are. A you know Tomlin's on the hot seat for a while that people in Pittsburgh go like, come on now, either we're going to get to a Super Bowl or we're, you know, we're going to go ahead and make some changes here. I, I, think, I think Steeler fans are 50-50 on Tomlin right now. Well, if they fire him, he'll get a job. 
like that. This isn't Jason Garrett where an owner is coming out and saying, well, Jason will have a job. No, Jason Garrett <laughs> will not have a job. People will fire their current coach to try to hire Mike Tomlin if he gets let go. I think he's done his best coaching job this year with getting this team back on track. Mason, I know that some will get mad and be like, oh, you're an Oklahoma guy, so you'll, you'll hate him. No, Mason Rudolph is awful. And wow. I, don't, I don't know how they haven't brought back in the duck yet. But with that said, they're still finding ways to win. And how are they doing it? They're doing it with defense. Did you see what they did to the Rams today? And I know yes. the Rams have struggled. But the Rams offense, the much ballyhooed Sean McVay Ram offense, 1 of 14 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. They gave up three points because I think there was a – wasn't there a pick six in there somewhere for the Rams? Four turnovers forced and four sacks. For the Steelers defense today. That's pretty damn good, if you yeah. ask me. Well, so, and, kudos uh, to Tomlin. Well, yes, and yes, he has turned it around, but also a lot is, has to be put on the Rams, too. They're they're falling apart in front of us. I mean, their their recent victory was against Atlanta. Otherwise, they're just they're just crumbling, and I, I didn't think it was gonna happen to him this year. Well, I, I will say this much. Next next week to me is that classic loser leaves town match. Okay. If if the Bears beat the Rams, then I think you've got a situation where you start looking at the personnel in Los Angeles and realize, oh bleep, what have we done? Because they don't have a first-round pick for a while. If the Rams somehow right the ship and beat up on the Bears next week, Arnie, uh, Matt Nagy could be gone so gone. He might not get another year. And we both agree that this is it for Mitch Trubisky. So that could be a fantastic loser-leaves-town match next week. Uh, and then Eddie writes, great news for the Bengals. If the Bengals win out the rest of their schedule, they have a great shot at Tua. Yeah. Too soon? Yeah. Uh, right now, they're in the driver's seat for Tua or Joe or Justin or whomever. That sounds like a boy band. Whomever is <laughs> going to end up as that top pick. But I'll tell you what, uh, Arnie, your, your, your Dolphins no longer in it. But as Todd Furman said, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. All right. Uh, enjoy what's going to be a wild week. We can't wait to come back on Sunday night. Don't forget, yeah. Arnie and Aaron uh, Torres got you going post-college football on Saturday night. Arnie, have a great rest of your you week, too, man. You too, my friend. You too, my friend. Hey. Uh, Big Ben Maller is ben, finally back, back ben, so can't ben. wait. Can't wait to hear Ben coming up next. For Bobo, Lee, Later. Sager, and Arnie, I'm Plank. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.